hello and welcome to Famicast 18 for November 2012. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and I'm joined here today by Mr. eShop himself, Don Koopman. Nothing really matters. Anyone can see. Nothing really matters. Nothing really matters to me. You gotta keep going? No, that was all. Or is it the end? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and also we have Minoru Yamaizumi here too. Hello. What's going on, man? And coming back this month also is Mr. Ty Shugert. Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. Kind of is. He's got the yeah. internet cred and he knows what's going on. And he has he's swag. Pretty, he's got all the swag. All of it. <laughs> you have no idea. Um, so b- between the past you know, this episode and the last episode, we had the NWR third annual live podcast telethon for Child's Play on November 11th, and it was pretty amazing. We It's like a nine-hour podcast, and they're still in the process of getting it up on the site so that you can go back and listen to it. But our initial goal was to raise $4,000, and, you know, we raised, like, over $6,400, which is incredible. Sick. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And Ty, I heard you like mentioned at least, I guess, in the chat and stuff, uh, you were being crazy or you know being Ty, oh. being cool Ty. Oh yeah, I was trolling the chat. <laughs> nice. And I, of course, uh, Don. Don was on uh, the Eurocast and talking all about the Europe's. Did, did you and, actually uh, listen to that? Or? Yes, I did. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that one. All the people were like, "Do a European podcast." I'm like, I'm done with that stuff. I like this podcast more. <laughs> I thought it was pretty well done, and you gave a really good uh, description of kind of how things work in Europe. Because I think, you know, obviously in North America, we don't have to worry about <laughs> all these other different countries and stuff like that, and yeah. all these different types of releases, and, and instruction manuals are like as big as encyclopedias. So, I mean, yeah, so that's kind of interesting. And right. uh, I, of course, I did, I was with 8-4 Play, and um, we had a pretty fun time there. And yeah, so be sure to check that out. Maybe even by the time that you're listening to this, all three segments might be up. So yeah, definitely give that a listen to. And now we're going to go ahead and move right into new business. All right, and Minoru is going to kick us off with new business. Okay, uh, first uh, I'm going to uh, talk about uh, what game uh, a certain past people uh, yes. were playing. Okay, uh, here are five games of uh, the recent five people. First, uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon for 3DS and uh, Pokemon Black 2 Me Studio. And Blood of Bahamut, uh, which is an action role-playing game for DS, and a game Me Studio. That RPG action thing that you just said, uh, what what company made that game? Is it like a popular game or something? Or I, I've never heard of it. Well, uh, it was released from Square Enix. Okay. I don't know uh, the developer. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I don't think it's not so obscure game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. And here's my new business. 
I downloaded Animal Crossing New Leaf right after midnight on the launch day, and the eShop server was being down temporarily, but I managed to start downloading it, and it finished while I was sleeping, which was very nice. But that reminds me, I really don't want Wii U eShop server to be down day one, <laughs> because I want to buy all games digitally. I don't want to spend the launch day only firmware update and downloading <laughs> games for hours. Yeah, did it happen in North America or Europe? Well, well, the good the good thing is America didn't notice this, but you can actually all the things you want to do, even the software update mm-hmm. or the additional firmware update, you can download in the background. Oh, nice! So you can start playing. So you can start playing a game. So I suggest you actually buy a retail game. Doesn't matter which one. Mm-hmm. And then you go start playing that while the while you first cancel the update and it will download for you automatically. So you only have to go for the install process of like ten minutes. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, actually, I kind of had the same problem as you when I was downloading Animal Crossing. That I mean, the servers were just hit like really hard, and I was I started right at midnight and I tried like mm-hmm. multiple times, and first the eShop crashed several times after yeah. like I, I think yeah at least ten times trying, and then it just did it and I was like okay cool and then that is yeah, it seems to only bed. be happening to the to the Japanese uh, eShop does it? it never seemed to happen with like the European or the American one oh, really? I mean yeah I mean no Animal Crossing is a huge game so I mean there was a lot of people that wanted to buy it I mean outside of maybe New Super Mario Brothers um has there been anything like that popular that's been released like digitally like in North America or Europe you know, Paper Mario was fairly popular. Yeah, but mm. I don't know. Maybe Japan just wasn't ready to deal with it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Animal Crossing: New Leaf is my first exposure to this franchise, so mm. I don't know what's new to the series very well. And uh, to me, everything was fresh. Uh, first, you move in your village by train, and there you are asked several questions. Your answers determine your face and other initial status. Uh, you are also shown the map of your village. I just acknowledged it. But mm-hmm. later, I got a, I got to know super hardcore Animal Crossing players uh, <laughs> checked the map meticulously and they are very, very picky about the layout of the village. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm, a, I'm a hardcore Animal Crossing player and I switched that map like 10 times before I was fine with it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like that, and uh, this, and um, because yeah. because uh, the, the one thing why they have done this is because um, in the previous Animal Crossing games you couldn't do that, mm-hmm. so they would just um, completely restart the game and remove the save files just to have a map they were satisfied with. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a sign from the developers. They're like, okay, we don't care. We're gonna put it at the beginning of our game. Don't complain now. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, okay. That's cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, they're picky like uh, this building and uh, that shop should be close together in order for you to work <laughs> most efficiently. And mm-hmm. the beach should be in the west so that you can enjoy twilight in the, on the beach. And mm. the local specialty fruit should be apples, maybe because you can sell apples at a higher price. And this list goes on and on and on. <laughs> and some players restart, uh, like, uh, down literally hundreds of times until <laughs> they get an excellent layout. I think this kind well, of... I, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, the thing is, I'm not going for an excellent layout. I'm just going to layout that fits me well. So I like having the buildings a bit out of, out of the open between one another and having the the beach more to the east instead of the west. So I'm not that picky, but uh, yeah, there's some preferences I have. So you could say that west side is the best side. <laughs> Keep it uh, real. For most Animal for most Crossing <laughs> players, it's 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 the west side, but I am more of the east side guy because I live in the east side, yo. <laughs> I didn't even care. I just picked one. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, I just uh, accepted what I was given first. Uh, what was given first? Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, you are a newcomer to the village, uh, but this time around, you are the mayor from the beginning for a certain reason. Uh, so uh, you don't have to run for election. But I think it may be a missed opportunity. Actually, you need to raise your reputation point as mayor to 100 before you start to use your power, such as enforcing regulations. So uh, for that purpose, you just need to do what villagers have asked you to do or pull out weeds. And as a mundane stuff, uh, they, are, they were all not so exciting. Mm -hmm. So I think running for election instead will be more fun I mean, as a villager, you carry on some campaign, make some extravagant promises, and maybe <laughs> buy your villagers. Yeah, all that would be an interesting event. Though it, it would go against what Animal Crossing in, in principle is. So. They need to, you right. need to be able to buy off villagers. That'd be, yeah, yeah. that needs to be in there. <laughs> for, for, again, it would, it would go in, um, in go all against what Animal Crossing is meant to the developers and to their players. So I don't think they would ever do that. Ty, what do you think? Um, if they did that, it it might be like an actual video game. <laughs> well, then what they could do too, they could put guns and knives in there so you can like shiv people that are trying to vote against you. Where do I pre-order? <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst idea ever. It's gonna happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. In reality, uh, you as a mayor from the beginning to the end, uh, which will never come, and there's no specific goal such as save the village or world, mm, but at least one of the main events is to pay back your housing loan. First, you build a small house and need to pay back the loan, then you can extend your house in several stages, and of course you have to pay back loan every time. In addition to extending your house, uh, this time around, you can implement various public work projects, such as uh, restoring Resetti's surveillance center, <laughs> uh, building a bridge across the river, and many other public objects. But since this village has no taxation system, uh, these projects are exclusively funded by donation, which means you need to pay almost all the costs. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, you have to do lots of work, but uh, here's a point. What's more memorable to me are other inconsequential events such as a hide-and-seek minigame with villagers, or uh, what I did just spontaneously. For example, I picked up and stocked a bunch of peaches, which is, by the way, my favorite fruit, and fortunately, the local specialty fruit of my village, and ate all of them in a row. Another example is, I made a pitfall, and saw a villager fall in and get shocked, and then wrote a letter to the victim to apologize. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, the guy showed me the letter a few weeks later, and uh, here is your first letter, 
Yeah. And I know I'm sounding like a crazy idiot. <laughs> yeah, but in my opinion,、uh, whether you can enjoy Animal Crossing or not depends on whether you have the mindset to enjoy such inconsequential stuff.、Mm-hmm. Uh, by inconsequential, I mean non goal oriented character. You know,、mm-hmm. video games are generally goal oriented in nature. There's a goal that you are supposed to try to achieve, but you may fail and then the game is over. On the、mm-hmm. other hand, there's no goal or game over in Animal Crossing. In this respect, it is obviously not a typical game, and I guess it is this character that turns off goal oriented gamers. But I guess at the same time, this character attracts many more casual gamers. You know, Animal Crossing Wild World for DS sold more than 5 million copies in Japan, and New Leaf already sold more than a million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far I'm really enjoying it. Honestly, I'm starting to feel a little bit tired of it, but I've already <laughs> played it for over 20 hours. Nice. Yeah, so it's okay, and maybe it's just time to move on to the next game <laughs> and the next Famicom's new business. Alright, next up with new business, we have Ty. It's me, Mr. Swag. Yes,、uh, <laughs> I finally picked up my very own 3DS. Woo! Woo!、Yeah. Did you get any, have you got any street passes yet? Yes, let me tell you about them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since I picked up my 3DS on Friday, I have nine street passes. Cool.、We、got two with Animal Crossing, two for Taiko no Tatsujin, two for the camera. One for Face Shooter, one for Star Fox, and one for what is this game? Dragon Quest Monsters? Terry's Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. So, yeah. So, like, the ones from my small town, like, I kind of wonder, like, where are these people? When did I pass <laughs> them? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure yeah, one's in my apartment. That's awesome, because I remember. One day I just came home and, you know, it was kind of like in the evening and I noticed I had a street pass in my apartment. I was like, what? And then, like, the next morning I saw, well, when I was checking the street pass, like, the next day, I saw that, like, I don't know, I got hit, like, twice or something. Maybe I checked, I don't know. But I was like, oh, somebody was here and had a, a 3DS. Cool. The、um, call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But,、uh... So, yeah, I mean, uh, Is this an LL? I mean, yeah, like... it's, it's a big boy LL <laughs> for the big kids. Yeah, right?、Cool. And the screen is huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous screen. Yeah, I've only had a chance to play an LL at TGS, and that's it. <laughs> I still just have the regular old 3DS. I'm, I'm lame. So,、mm-hmm. well, that's, what it, that's an advantage of being a late adopter. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so, did you pick up any games with this at all? Um, I wasn't planning to, but I saw Project Cross Zone for、uh, pretty cheap. So、mm-hmm. I snagged that.、It's... Sweet, sweet, sweet. Have you got to put any time into that? About 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I got the big box version, though, with the, the soundtrack and some kind of book. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm the st- character introduction book. Yeah. yeah, I'm still seeing those around, like all over the place. Still, I figured that you know, shortly after the launch. I mean, that's over. That's God. That's over a month ago. I'm over a month and a half ago. Well, and they still have them out there. Yeah. Well. Well, it doesn't say much well for their shipments, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I did buy it used, but in Japan, oh, okay. oh wow, used is pretty much always like new condition. Yeah. Did you try your Club Nintendo code? Because sometimes, even if you get used stuff. They don't, you know, people didn't register the Club Nintendo code, and um, you can sometimes get the stuff. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, let me see. Give it if, a try. Let me see if it's in the case here. Do, do, do. Oh, yeah, sure enough, it's in the case. Um, I'll try that a little later, see what happens. No, you're trying it now. <laughs> Man, I haven't even registered for that. <laughs> like, what is this code? Where do I put it? Yeah. But, yeah, it's cool. I mean, you can get tons of cool swag from, you know, being in the club Nintendo, and there's a the Japan one too. There's a lot of cool stuff. Actually, I want to. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Oh yeah, um, but and there's also also all the demos you can download now from the Nintendo eShop. Mm-hmm. Well, demos. Yeah, yeah dude. There's a t- yeah. there's a ton of demos. You just go to the eShop and just check it out. I mean, lots of cool stuff. So we truly live in the future. <laughs> <laughs> or you truly live in the better country of the world where they have most 3DS demos. <laughs> or that. <laughs> I think it's the future. Cool, man. Well, is that all you've been really playing lately? Or? Uh, no. I've been playing a couple other things, mm-hmm. um, mostly in arcades, Oh, actually. Um, like Pokemon NFC stuff? I, I've become completely addicted to UFO catchers. Oh, really? Yeah. The the crane games. Like, like It's like a severe gambling problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like I'm looking at all these anime figures and stuffed toys that, like, are just stacking up in the corner of my room. <laughs> like, I, I don't even care about collecting them. It's strictly about the sport, you know? <laughs> but why don't you do it like the machines that have, like, 3DSs or PS3s or whatever in them? Then you could, like, yeah. <laughs> Tell me where they are, man. <laughs> hey, we got one in my town. You can check it out. I will. <laughs> Besides that, uh, I played a, an odd little game called Yume Nikki on my stream. Mm-hmm. You may have heard of it. It's kind of a spooky surreal game that somebody made with rpg maker oh rpg maker yeah and it has a lot of well not a lot but it has a number of random elements mm-hmm. and like a couple of scary things that are slightly renowned on the internet mm-hmm. so you you can check that out on my stream archive mm-hmm. yeah and i think last month we had uh linked up ty's stream and uh i'll probably do that again to even from your smartphone, uh, if you look at your screen right now, I might have like a weird cat that Ty has for his icon or whatever. And um, yes, the cat yeah. drugs cat, <laughs> cat drugs, and um, yeah, we'll link that up and you can check that out. Okay, um, two other games played through Walking Walking Dead on Xbox Live Arcade. Mm, it was nice. okay. I'm Ooh, sure uh, like everybody has played through that by now. I... I haven't. I I I, f- I finished the final episode uh, yesterday. Hey, me too. I haven't played any of the episodes. Did you? Did, were, were you emotionally broken after that final episode? I was. I was like, damn. I wasn't. But I played some pretty <laughs> emotionally crippling games. I've, I've I haven't played that many, so for me maybe the impact was a bit larger. But okay. Yeah. It 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 was quite. I don't know how to feel about the ending. I was like, it was a big. Uh, can't stop crying. Ty has a black heart, so he I doesn't do. really cry about anything. Ice cold. 
Speaking of being <laughs> ice cold, ice cold um, I've been playing a little bit of uh, fighting games, as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. My favorite ones, Skullgirls, finally got an update after many delays and being the company being broke all the time. But that is somewhat relevant to Japan because it is getting a Japanese arcade release. Hmm. And this is oh, wow. this is an American game. So how cr- Well it's it's even it's even an indie game, so that's even more incredible. Yeah. Yeah, sort of. They they got a a deal with um a big publisher here in Japan who is as of yet unnamed. Hmm. You could probably narrow it down to like two or three companies realistically, and uh we should be seeing it yeah. in arcades soon ish. I I don't oh, wow. Okay. I don't trust any timetables from them, really, but <laughs> but uh, the the one point one patch came out, also known as slightly different edition, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I've even found like a a couple of matches in Japan. I mean, uh, the Japanese fight gamers totally want this game, <laughs> and some of them have gone ahead and gotten it early on Xbox Live or PSN with whatever region circumvention they have at their disposal i think well i know for the ps3 it's not too hard to create another account for some other region xbox i think you just have to say just create another account and as long as you have some way to add funds it shouldn't be a problem yeah yeah as long as as long as you can make a, a digital account it's not a problem but if you want to buy like a physical disc you need to the whole other xbox yeah yeah well uh for xbox discs it's on a per game basis right Typically, but most yeah. games are region locked. Right, but there are some exceptions, which is kind of cool. If... Yeah, it, it feels like like half and half to me. Like I'm looking at a pile of Xboxes here in my room of various regions. So a pile of Xbox consoles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So yes, those are all the things I've been playing. Well, sounds like you've been a busy guy. I I'm a busy gamer. Yes. All right, next up, Don is going to tell us about what he's been playing. Um, first, I'm going to say the last people, uh, last five people are street pass. Do it. Um, they're all Dutch people, so don't expect me to say the country this time. <laughs> um, the, the first people, first person was playing Mario vs. Donkey Kong as, a, as the ambassador game. Mm-hmm. The second one was playing, oh god damn it, Mario and Sonic Virtual Card Album. <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> That, uh, is there a reason to still play that? No, they're, they're not picking out those cards for Nintendo Zone. <laughs> Why are they still playing it? London 2012 is far from the, is far over. Maybe. <laughs> okay, uh, never mind. Um, Mario Kart 7, Pokemon White 2, and Tales of the Abyss. Okay. I'm surprised that people are still playing that. Apparently it sold really well in Europe. Okay. Um, so what I've been playing? Um, I first off I've been playing uh, Hiku Otsu mm-hmm. or Fall Blocks. Fall Blocks is the sequel to um, to Fall Blocks, which came out last year. Um, it still has the same stuff like you can make puzzles for 
uh, make puzzles in, in a level creator and then share them through a QR code. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main difference between the first one and the second is that instead of pulling those blocks out, um, you push them into various sides and angles and they fall um, how the gravity sits fit, which makes the puzzles also slightly harder than the previous one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree, Danny. I, I do, I do. Me yeah. too. Yeah, and actually, I, I was so surprised because I went back and played the first one, like when I, cause I, yeah. I did the review for Crashmo Pull Fall Blocks, whatever the F- hell. Fall blocks. Fall blocks. <laughs> fall blocks. Excuse me. And um, yeah, it, I went back to play the first one, and I was just really taken aback. I was like, oh yeah, you can't move these to the side. You can't, you know, you can only do that, pull them out, and stuff like that. And I just kind of like, man, this new one is just so much better in so many different ways. It's just, yeah, really, yeah. really great. If you go back, it, it almost feels... Pull uh, blocks feels almost limited in the fashion. Definitely. That you that you always feel compact in the shell and that you can't really move about. Mm-hmm. And with four blocks, it's the case that um, because you have so much freedom, you also can approach things various different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, which makes it very interesting to experiment with various puzzles and see how things turn out. Definitely. Uh but most of the time, there's only w- one good solution to every single problem. Mm-hmm. And that's also where the problem of pull blocks lies, because you have to find that single solution that fits it all. And that's where sometimes frustration can come in. And So it's certainly not a game for everybody. It's certainly a game that's fit for people who are aware how puzzle games are played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, it's definitely a game that can be totally infuriating. You just want to just throw yourself in front of a bus sometimes when you're playing it. It's just it can get pretty yeah frustrating at times. But a good thing about it is is that you can skip in this version every single level you like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you're not you're also not bound to keep trying the level over and over again and feel frustrated in that way. Yeah. So if you are really if you really feel that emotion, you can just go. To the start menu and press to completely ignore the level for now, mm-hmm. which I like because in the original you only could do that after a certain time have passed, mm-hmm. um, which I personally think is a large improvement over the original. Yeah, I think so too, definitely. Uh, another thing they've added is um, so you have the various elements yet also in the original, uh, but one thing I find really interesting is these blocks that don't have gravity, these these uh, cloud blocks. Mm-hmm. Which are sometimes such such a gigantic dick move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially with the harder puzzles later on, they really know how to utilize those puzzles for the very worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's maddening, but it's so good at the same time because it's just really challenging and just you've really got to think about it, but you know, to try to get <laughs> where you need to go. Definitely, definitely. Um. If you are really stuck and you don't know how certain certain of these parts like the cloud box are play, played out, because in principle the tutorials during the normal game are pretty short. Mm-hmm. They don't explain very much. They just go out and leave it on your own. There is an option for like these training levels, which you can find separately, mm-hmm. uh, which will tell you these various obstacles and uh, objects in a much more slower fashion and a much more easier fashion, um, which is good if you are not very good at those games. Mm-hmm. So overall, it's a large improvement over the original. I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, check out Danny's review on the side. He pretty much says it all. Yeah, and Ty, dude, seriously, if you get any kind of like eShop games, I think this is one that you should look into. It's pretty fun. I don't know if you like puzzle games, but it's pretty cool. And one of many of just the cool uh, bits of downloadable software that you can get on the eShop. Sure, so. I'll check it out. Is there a demo? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no, for, no, for that one national, no, no, for that one national demo. Yeah, that's a sad story. Uh, but it's a, uh, but it's it's a it's a good game. You should definitely uh, look into it. Look, like that's on video. That's fine okay. Too. Um, secondly, um, just as Minoru, I've been playing Animal Crossing New Leaf on the Nintendo 3DS. Woo! Uh. <laughs> and. The thing is with that game, there are so much improvements over the original um, in every single fashion possible to me. Um, I've played the original um, on the GameCube and, of course, the DS and the Wii One. Didn't like the Wii One one bit. Um, Good man. Was really put off at how much it was the same just as the DS one, just slightly modded for the Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, with the 3DS one, you can really see how much effort they actually put into it, making and changing its format from beginning to end. Because the game opens completely different. Um, just as Minoru uh, mentioned, you come into to town and are just the mayor. Um, for me, I actually had to wait like a couple of days before I actually became officially the mayor. So you are kind of breathed into the town before you actually st- start doing your duties. And you said first with a tent, so you don't really start with the house even. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty nice. Did did that happen in the Wii version, or is that just the first? No, that's 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 new. Okay, because I, I was confused. Because I was thinking, I know I didn't play the Wii one, so it's like I wonder what I missed or how much is similar to that. So, yeah, you did you didn't miss if you you didn't miss every, a single bit if you played the DS one. Okay, cool. Um, but it's interesting to me how they. How they not force it directly upon you to buy a house. They say, here you have a tent. <laughs> if you want to buy a house, you can do that. But no stress or anything, you can do that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's cool. And then you go to, like, uh, Nook's Real Estate. It's like, I want a house. And it's like, okay, you're on me again, sucker. It's like, oh, <laughs> shit. And then uh, that uh, cycle starts all over again. Get it in. Yeah. Um, I like how the game, every single few days, there seems to be something new that advances your town. Like, um, at the beginning, I had just had the standard stores, but in a few towns, um, a store started building up, which was this flower shop. And now there's a new town just set up in my, in my, in my, vi- a new shop set up in my village, which I haven't checked yet, but that was actually building yesterday. Hmm. So I'm interested to see what the outcome of that is. Um, also, when you progress certain things, like uh, with the museum, um, you could always like fill up the museum every single game, uh, but it didn't give you like an, an extra purpose towards the end, really. Mm-hmm. And when I filled up now a certain percentage where the owl of the museum bladders said to me from, hey, I would like to have this shop with these exhibition halls um, on the second floor. Um, I've added this to like your um, your your project funds to maybe um, get it out there, or just maybe fund it at some point. Um, if you're interested, please go check it out. It's one of my dreams. It's like 
that's interesting stuff. Hmm. Um, um, and also, I'm currently saving up for the Dream Parlor so I can access other people's towns as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's pretty expensive, like 220,000 bells. Oh, man. Yeah, so th- it's going to take a while before I get to that. Um, you also have these islands, which wasn't in the DS or the Wii one, which came back actually from the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, which now has uh, a lot more to do thanks to missions you can play on your own or for friends. Uh, you just go to to their to their desk. You boot up a mission, which by the way changes every single day, so you won't have the mission same missions every single day you go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it will depend on sometimes you have a shovel, sometimes you have to shoot balloons, sometimes you have to catch a certain amount of bugs. Um, but sometimes I like to just screw around to those environments and not do the mission at all. Uh, because, um, especially with the beach environments, oh god, you have such a ton of fruit. <laughs> and then it becomes kind of insane to just collect all of these fruit items put them in the box because you can't take items directly with you. You have to put them in the box and then they go with you back to the land. Okay. And then trade them in back to Nook for a large sum of money. Hmm. Which, um... I didn't notice at first, but I was like, I wonder if you can collect these items. So I did. I I made them all in baskets because you can now put fruit in, like, little baskets up to nine. Mm -hmm. And uh, I put them in the box and sure enough, they were there. Cool. It's like fantastic. I now have quicker access to money. That's awesome. I, I I just unlocked the island I think last week, because I remember the the uh, the assistant Suzue, Shizu whatever her name is, and yeah. she was like, yeah, she's a Shizue. Shizue, okay. Yeah. Um, she's like, yeah, you, there's somebody waiting for you at the dock, and I was like, it's that asshole, the Tortimer guy. So yeah. I, <laughs> I talked to him, and he's like, hey, we're sending a boat starting tomorrow, and I just never checked it out. Yeah, sounds awesome. But yeah, yeah, those 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 missions are 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 a cheeky ass way to get yourself some rare bugs and money. Cool. Uh, but you just you can just walk up to like this uh, granite who um, is always with Tortimer in every single mission, mm-hmm. and he will have a bunch of items for you to use. So you can still get a net or like uh, a shovel or anything you need. Okay. Because you won't take those items with you to that island. Mm-hmm. Um. So it it's still. Um, possible to get all of those rare things you will encounter there, which is pretty neat. Awesome. Um, what else is what else is interesting to this game? You have this recycle shop, but unfortunately I can't do much with it because I can only sell items to it. Later on in the game I will be able to add my own designs to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, unfortunately enough I have to collect a certain amount of like villager points to do so. With something else they introduced. Be- to unlock certain things as a, as, a, as a mayor, or to start certain fun projects, you have to collect a certain amount of points, um, which is an interesting way of um, making you do, that, do, 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 do those tasks, you could say. Um, another thing I've noticed is like the character interaction when you, I think, for example, in every single game, you have to talk to like this other Apple sister who was working at at, at a machine. To get her actually to talk to you after a certain amount of days. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, it actually had a purpose because it unlocked me the QR code feature. Hmm. Cool. So by by doing the same tasks you did before, you actually get more stuff to it, which I actually find 
clever in a lot of ways. Um, so to me, it's it's the best Animal Crossing game. If you never played Animal Crossing, it's the best way to experience it. Um, and online, you can go everywhere with four people, even to that island once again. Um, it's pretty complexer, and I really really enjoy it. Um, so there you go. Cool. You know, my only beef, I guess, with Animal Crossing is uh, maybe it's just my town. I hope it is, but I, I know in the GameCube version, when you like trans, the the ground is transitioning into the beach. You know, there's no like cliff. Like in my town, there's like a cliff base. And yeah, it's, it's kind of annoying. That's a cliff too. Yeah, that's kind of annoying. That you have to like. That's that's something I find annoying too. That there's just no beach. There's just a cliff and then the beach. Yeah, so you have to like. There's only uh, one little path that leads down to the beach, and each like my town has like two beach sections, and I mean that's just annoying. But well, and every single town has two beach sections. Okay, that's something that's always there. Okay. Um, but there's always that cliff too, and I I don't really like it as well. Yeah. I don't really get why the why it wasn't implemented at all. Yeah, it's just a hindrance. Um, <laughs> But overall, um, yeah, pretty good game. Um, the final game I've played, I only played for a couple of hours, so don't expect me to go too in-depth about it, and Danny played it too, so he's going to talk with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to involve you in this conversation. That's Danny, fine, because if, if you played for a couple hours, I think I've only played for like a half hour. So. <laughs> oh, great, that's fantastic. So yeah, you're, you're the man um, here, dude. Um, I played um, EX Troopers on the Nintendo 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so in the beginning it's a lot of cutscenes, but then you have this, this section in a gigantic Mac, mm-hmm. where you just press this, this one button and fire these gigantic lasers, it's, it's just an introduction to like the special text in the, in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it, I, I watch a lot of Gundam, like, back in the day, and it kind of just reminded me of like some kind of like a Gundam space battle or something like that. It's kind of interesting yeah, how they did it. I mean, it wasn't like complicated. It's just like, you know, press this button at the right time and you'll blow some stuff it, up. It, but I thought, I thought it was a neat introduction, at least. Yeah, I thought so, and too. it looked really nice, yeah. It was really visual appealing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and it's the entirety of the game. I really like how they have done the cutscenes, too, with this comic book fashion. Mm-hmm. It was really, it's really well done. It moves so very fast as well. It's a really action-packed game. Yeah. Um, but um, if you go into like the first sections to sell, so you first off start with the section you you've played in the demo. Although it's an extended version of it. Mm-hmm. So you first go through um, like this little section um, with your with your commander, and then. Um, and you fight those monsters again, those gigantic bugs. Mm-hmm. And but then this time, a, a gigantic bug leaps out of you and um, wounds you heavily, and you have to walk backwards with um, the circle pad mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to heavily avoid them. And if you do it correctly, it will trigger another cutscene, and at, at at the end, you will end up at um, what is it called? That the, the place where you go. Uh. <laughs> I, I, I guess it's, I guess it's some sort of academy. I can't remember the name exactly. Yeah, I can't either. Um, but you, but you then have the freedom to walk around and talk to a few people. Sometimes you get a few items. Sometimes you get a few tips. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can uh, go off and, ma- and collect your own, um, like um, by leveling leveling up in the game. So you. You can get like different weapons, so you go to a weapon shop and uh, receive that. 
And by completing missions, you get these medals, which you can get uh, different suits to wear. So my uh, so Grant, the main guy, is now wearing during missions like this um, this training outfit. <laughs> which I just decided he's gonna wear that from now. Nice done. <laughs> nice. Um, by the way, that's a funny thing. My animal Crossing character is also a training, wearing a training outfit right now. So there's, there's something of a trend going for me here. <laughs> um, but um, so the first mission that you play, the actual missions when you get into them, um, are basically introductions. So the first one is that you um, collect the first time that T energy that will fire off those gigantic blasts. Mm-hmm. Um, First you you battle one, you battle two, and then you go to a slightly bigger battle, um, and then use that the energy to wipe them all off. Uh, so that was your first introduction with that section of the game. Um, and the T the T attacks are customizable as well. Although I only got one, so uh, I don't know that the weapons were customizable, but I didn't know about those special attacks. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So it will, cool. so it will be interesting to see how that one progresses. Um, then the second mission was like a team mission, so I had to work with um, this other character mm-hmm. to uh, to defeat the enemies and then take over certain checkpoints. And once you ta- start taking over those checkpoints, man, they really try try to start um, they really try to start to um, discourage you or hurt you because they really want to take you down before you finish those checkpoints off. Mm-hmm. So you have really you have constantly have to shift from attacking to taking over the checkpoint. So it was quite a hectic, but really cool. <laughs> um, and then you get also introduced to that second big weapon um, because you have the normal weapon which just shoots bullets, <laughs> and then you have the second weapon which shoot which fires like this bigger attack. <laughs> uh, and the first weapon I locked I unlocked for that was like um, this focused blast. So you have to hold the button. Then it will um, fire off to the enemy. Uh, it will first uh, stun them, and if you focus long enough, it will take off a big chunk of their health, uh, which was a really cool effect, actually. Hmm. Um, the third mission was again it was again a team mission. Um, this time I had to protect like two flags, mm-hmm. and constantly enemies were running towards them, and. That was even more hectic because I actually lost that mission. <laughs> so that was great. Um, uh, then um, those missions kind of concluded and I actually went to the first open big mission of the game. Mm-hmm. Which t- took me to the snow environment where I have to take out those those bugs again. Open certain gates for like um, other people like, like you work with. And then mm-hmm. you have a nice conversation with your rival. <laughs> so I'm currently at that point in the game where... The, the tutorials are now concluding and the game is going to open up after. Okay, cool. Although the tutorials themselves were pretty damn fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I will give a full report on that next time. Awesome. Um, also, I would I, I have promised I would talk a little bit about Animal Crossing and I realized that I said it last month so I will quickly do. Um, I like Animal... I mean Paper Mario, sorry. I said I would talk about Paper Mario so I will do. Mm-hmm. Um... Paper Mario Sticker Star is fun, uh, but uh, the managing stuff is a bit mundane. Hmm. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not that far to give it a full judgment or a fair judgment, in my opinion. But some of the collecting stuff seems a, bit all, a little bit mean. Would it be something that 
you think I should keep my eye on? Because it comes out here in Japan like next month, November, uh, December sixth, I think, I believe. What do you think, man? It's 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 certainly interesting, but it's 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 not necessarily a normal ass Paper Mario game. Okay. If you like, if you like like uh, managing stuff and um, keeping your stuff together and keeping focused most of the time uh, on your item inventories, then it will certainly be a game for you. If you don't really like that and more like the RPG aspects of it, mm-hmm. you can have a harsher time with it. Okay. So you have, it's something you have to decide for yourself if that's something you're interested in. I don't know if what you like. So yeah, yeah, um, hmm. definitely something to think about then. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's it's a game that's really gonna either either people gonna really like it or they're gonna be really frustrated with it. <laughs> and either both of them are correct. Like it, it's a really conflicting game, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure on which side I'm now on either. So hey. That's all I've played this month, really. Cool. Um, most of them are good. Paper Mario, not so sure of yet. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, you know, like Don was just saying, I'd play a little bit of X-Trippers 2, but I mean, I didn't really get that far into the game. So I'm glad that you you <laughs> played more of it, because, uh, yeah, you definitely had a lot more to say than I would have. Um, but, yeah, I, I just want to just basically kind of reiterate, you know, what you were talking about earlier, that this game is just visually amazing this this whole manga style is great and it's not just you know seeing these characters and like manga pan- manga pa- panels and stuff like that during cutscenes it's like so like for example you have maybe there's some kind of a manga panel and then you have you know there's character the character and they're talking or something and then like there's another character like outside of it and his shadows like cast over the the panel a little bit and you know they're talking to each other and it's just doing like all this kind of crazy really visually interesting stuff and it's just and it just looks gorgeous the cell shaded graphics and stuff like that too um and then the 3D effect is just fantastic definitely but um yeah, other than that, really, and Animal Crossing, uh, as you know, Don and Minoru have already talked about, uh, I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed 3 on the 360, um, as you know, probably. <laughs> the Wii U isn't out yet here in Japan, so I didn't pick it up for that, obviously. But, um, yeah, actually, I played it for about 20 hours. I'm getting kind of close to the end. Um, have any of you guys ever played any of those games in the series? No. Um, I've played. I've played all of them. I haven't started free yet. I only played a little bit of the beginning, and I don't know how to feel about it. It just kind of jumped me into the into the experience. Mm-hmm. I I know for me, like this kind of game is probably the kind of game that I like the best, where it's especially how this series has evolved since the first one too. It's become. I mean, the first one was a huge, you know, kind of open game, but you didn't have. Aside from like missions and stuff like that, you really didn't have a lot to do on the on the outside, I guess. But starting with the second one, I mean, they had uh, you basically had your own little villa that you can uh, fix up and uh, stuff like that. And this one, I haven't played the other two uh, in between them, but um, this one kind of continues on with that. I mean, you have like a homestead, and outside of you know the main mission stuff, you can uh, recruit people to basically come and join to basically make it kind of a village and. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Like, I have quite a few people in mind right now, and uh, every once in a while, too, if you help people out, like, there's usually some kind of an icon on the map. It's like, hey, you want to help these guys out? Maybe something's happening. Like, I think one time I broke up a fight between two guys, and, um, you know, just stuff like that. I helped some woman hunt some white cougar, and uh, so, that uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. There's a lot of, like, cool stuff to do. Um and I, I, I 
studied history in university too, particularly like American colonial history. So it's interesting. I mean, yeah, uh, some of this stuff is just complete bullshit, but hey, it's a game, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But um, I-, I like it for the fact that it's not just, oh yeah, go America, Great Britain's evil. You know, it's kind of like there's just talking about how stuff really was. It was like a really polarizing time and you know, colonial America, and they're kind of, you know, showing that a lot too, but then adding in crazy stuff about Templars and assassins. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, I'm really interested to, uh, I want to read more, like, reviews or something for the Wii U version just to see how, so, basically, kind of like what they're doing with the touchscreen. No, I know there's, like, impressions and stuff out there, but I haven't really read too much, but, uh, some, some stuff, like, on the 360 controller, like, lock picking, it's just kind of, like, asinine. You're having to, like, like move the joysticks around in like circles and stuff and it's just annoying but um yeah I don't, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with it i mean geez 20 hours later that's pretty <laughs> pretty good does so. uh that one have the same kind of multiplayer modes as the other ones yes it has it has a couple of different multiplayer modes which i haven't been able to play because i don't have xbox live Jeez. <laughs> yes i'm the winner yeah it- Xbox Live sucks. No, it doesn't. Deal with it. <laughs> no, 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 I hate it because of Metro. Metro really frustrates me. Even if I have Windows 8 now, Metro really freaking frustrates me. I really don't care. I, I, whenever I have games to play, I don't mind the service. And recently, and recently, one thing about it, they recently doubled the amount of advertisements on Metro. Hmm. So I can't stand Metro one bit, and even for a paying service, that's pretty damn poor. Yeah. So there you go. That's my two cents. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any problem with Xbox Live. I just <sighs> I don't want to pay for it and like not barely barely use it or something. So I just haven't. Re- yeah. Reviewed. Like um, I've put um, put in like a ton of time in uh, the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood multiplayer. Like, mm-hmm. like even like over the last few months, like I play that um with my brother on the other side of the world, and the online mm-hmm. play like internationally is really good. Like, it cool. hides lag really well. So, like, I was kind of, like, considering, like, which version of Assassin's Creed 3 I wanted to get. And mm-hmm. um, I- I'm really leaning very heavily towards the Xbox Live version because um, for every, like, multi-platform game, like, Xbox Live has always had, like, the best online performance. Mm-hmm. So... That's how I feel about that. I'm I'm getting it on uh, yeah I'm getting it on Wii U uh, because I heard the problems with other people's having with like um, Assassin's Creed Free and I think that game is more suited to have a map. It it, so, it is I, nice to have a map and it, it seems like there's a little bit of lag when you're actually pulling up the map on the 360 version. I don't remember it being like that bad on the second one or the first one, but it, it can be kind of annoying. Yeah. yeah, there are some there are some tweaks because I pl- I played sometime at their friend's house that th- sometimes I get the impression that the Brotherhood team and the Sasquatch free team haven't listened to one another. <laughs> and sometimes it's really clearly obvious to see with some of the elements they haven't put have put in in like Brotherhood and Revelations, but not in Assassin's free. Hmm. I don't know, I mean And and I think and I think for that type of game I think it's it's better to have a map on you so I We'll get the Wii U version for that game in particular. Yeah, and I mean the game. It's I, like I said, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy the combat and the whole series. I think it's just fantastic and really fluid. Oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, there are some glitches here and there. Like I was doing a naval battle scene today, and 
the other ship that I was like fighting, it went up against like this beach and it was just stuck. And then I went up against the beach, and then I just started firing on him like crazy and just destroyed him. And then I just, like, lowered my sails and kind of turned around, and I got out of it just fine. It's like I am, like, halfway on the beach, and somehow I could turn my ship around and get out of there. It's kind of weird, but, hey, what do I know about but sailing? The AI, the AI is never that smart. Yeah. So, hey. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was fun. Sometimes you get funny things like that happening. Um, and one thing I noticed, too, like, sometimes when you're riding through, like, the wilderness, and yeah, you don't really see much of this in any of the other games, but, uh, like, if you're riding through, and if you're going through pretty fast, sometimes, like, the vegetation will just, like, load as you're watching it, and it'll just kind of, like, start huh. sprouting out of the ground, <laughs> and at first, I thought it was just, like, my eyes playing tricks on me or something, I was like, did that just happen? And yes, it did. So, um, it's just kind of, like, weird. Just, like, you know, grass that's, like, more grassy instead of just, some, like, a texture on the ground. Like, that stuff just, like, just slowly just grows up, and it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but... Hello and welcome to this next segment of the Famicast. I am joined here by Matt Walker. Hey, buddy. How's it going, man? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. All right. Uh, so the rest of the Famicast, we're recording in the future. So this is like a trip back into the past. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> by like a couple of days. But um, at any rate, we're here to talk about Bravely Default because this is a really big Square Enix game that came out for the 3DS in Japan on October 11th. And I mean, it's selling really well a lot of people have it and i've noticed too with street pass stuff that i'm getting a lot of hits uh with that which is awesome and um so yeah we're just gonna kind of tell you about our i guess our experiences with the game and uh what we think about it so i mean like i said first off it came out in october so we've had some time to play it and <laughs> some of us here have played more than others uh <laughs> i know <laughs> myself i've only played for about five hours or so um, Matt, how long have you, how many hours did you put into it? God, I put in over 90 hours, actually. Jesus uh, Yeah, I, I, I picked that game up, and, and the way it came about was, uh, I'm sure some people are aware that they released several different demos on the eShop for this game, mm -hmm. and the first three were, were just all very specifically targeted at, uh, you know, one, one was specifically, so this is just what it's like to walk around the overworld, so what do you people think of this, and then... <laughs> The next one was, you know, this is this is what happens in a battle. What do you think of this? And uh, and they got feedback from those those first three demos. And what they did was uh, they made a fourth demo. Then they, they took the the first three demos off the eShop and then left just the fourth one, which was basically um, created specifically for the eShop. And so it 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 was a demo that doesn't actually have content, actual content that's in the game. It was it was mm -hmm. it's special content made just for the demo. And uh, it, it basically you have a story of uh, you're in this castle town, and uh, there's kind of different quests that you have to do. Um, and some of them are like fetch quests in the sense that you have to you know uh, destroy certain monsters and have the take their drops and give their drops to people. Um, and that demo itself was I, I spent I think somewhere around ten hours on that. Um, wow. There's just so much content in it. Uh, it was interesting. The way it worked is that. 
uh, so you'd have these different quests and, and I think there were about seven quests in total that what you could do is you would clear these quests and then that would unlock content for you in the main game that you could carry over into the main game. Mm-hmm. And so I, I played that and I played it just religiously over the course of one weekend. And I said, Jesus, I have to buy this game. It's just <laughs> so, it's so much fun. So that's what I did. Then uh, I ended up going out and, and uh, buying it that, that next week then and just being totally enamored by the game uh, from start to finish for spent a good 90 hours on it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Actually, I think there were five demos, but the first one <laughs> was okay. pretty Ugh, it's pretty bad. It's kind of well. It wasn't bad. It was just wasn't like really exciting. I think it was just like uh, the AR card stuff, and that was it. Right. I forgot um, about the AR one. But yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. Because yeah, I mean, that last demo they released was really kind of an all-encompassing demo, and it, it was really pretty amazing. I didn't put as much time into it as you. I think Minoru he put in quite a bit of time too, like forty hours. Oh wow! But like, <laughs> just that's because the demo um, there. There, there's like a street pass element in the game where you're uh, repairing like parts of like this destroyed city mm-hmm. and it with basically you use people that you street pass to repair this city mm-hmm. and it the repairs happen actually in real time so if it says like, you know eight hours it's going to take eight hours but right. if you exit out of the game then you can't you know have that's just not going to happen right. so <laughs> minoru thought and I, I don't know, like one of okay, Minota thought he had to like keep his system open for like that whole time. <laughs> so maybe there was instances or something where he's like going to bed and just leaving it open and just letting right. it do it. But actually, you can put it in sleep mode and it does that too, which right. is nice and not as asinine as <laughs> having to do that. So I'm glad that wasn't overlooked, which that was pretty cool. Yeah. But um, so I, I know with the battle system in this game, they have uh, we had talked about this before in the family cast a couple of months ago. I think maybe around the time that uh, that awesome demo came out is there is basically there's a thing called brave and a thing called default it's kind of like the one of the main things about the battle system and what brave can do you can typically do it up to three times and so you have one regular attack and if you use three braves then you can get like basically three more actions that you can do um, you don't have to do that because if you do that, then you're going to be basically you can't do any moves for like, you know, that amount of turns. Right. So you, that kind of like plays into a little bit of the strategy of the game. And the same with the default, it's the opposite. It's you can build up more chances where you can actually use the Braves and not have like a penalty where you're just sitting there and doing nothing. But the default, uh, it's kind of like, you're kind of like guarding too. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. So kind of cool. Yeah, you know, it's but, a turn-based RPG, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of whether or not you're going to use your turn, you're going to save your turn, or you're going to actually take your turn and then take, you know, successive turns uh, all mm-hmm. at once, right? Yes. And it's cool, too, because, I mean, it's not just limited to the players. I mean, the enemies could do that, too, which is pretty interesting. Um, when you get into, like, some boss battles and stuff like that, it gets kind of crazy. you got to think about, okay, I hope he doesn't, you know, brave my ass because that's going to really suck because I have no more attacks for a couple of turns or something, you know. Right. So um, it's really interesting. It kind of keeps it fresh. And I, I don't know about you, man, but I don't think I've ever really played an RPG with a kind of system like that. Um yeah, I haven't. I haven't. That's for sure. This is definitely new for me. Okay, so say, well, it's definitely new for us. <laughs> if they're out there, we haven't played them. But um, and one thing this game has too is a really, really, oh god, it's a really uh pretty engaging job system. There are tons of different jobs. I believe twenty four different jobs that you can have for your characters. Yep. And as far as I can tell, Matt, you can correct me if I'm wrong because I might be. <laughs> um. 
you get these jobs basically after encountering people who have these jobs. Yep, exactly. Okay. Because, yeah, like, early in the game, you don't, like, when you first start out, you don't have any job. You're just kind of just a regular jobless character. And, I mean, that's fine because, I mean, you still, you know, whoop some ass or something. But you're kind of limited. Like, you can't really use, like, certain magic spells and stuff like that. But um, once you start unlocking these things, you can do a lot more stuff with your characters, and it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, with me only going through, like, five hours of it, I didn't get to see as much as, obviously, you with 90. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, tell us a little bit about maybe some of the jobs that you liked and uh, maybe what you used, what you thought was bad, or, you know, stuff like that. That'd be great. Well, let's see. As far as the jobs go, I mean... The first time, so when the first time I played to the demo, the demo I think gives you access to maybe five or six, something like that, um, mm -hmm. jobs right off the bat. And so, uh, at, at the time, anyways, you know, I decided, all right, I'm going to have my, you know, white mage, my black mage, my warrior. And then, uh, I decided that I liked, um, the main character, uh, well, one of the main characters, uh, the, and unfortunately I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but, um, is it Idia, the blonde yes. girl? Okay. Or, no, 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 the, the dark haired one. Oh God! Oh my God! Uh, her. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot her name. But That's okay. uh, I, I decided that I liked the way I thought she was kind of cool looking in the ninja outfit. So I ended up uh, <laughs> uh, making her a ninja. So I really enjoyed the ninja class at first. Anyways, uh, being able to you know double wield and and uh, especially if you braved four times in one turn, mm -hmm. then you could hit you know a total of you know eight eight times or so uh, for just you know one turn. So that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um. There's there's a lot of really cool different jobs in the game, and so you can you can really do a whole bunch of different kind of stuff. For instance, the red mage, uh, you know, typically a red mage is a mage that uses white and black magic, right? Well, mm -hmm. in this game, the way it works is that they could do that, um, but then they're also their specialty is the fact that you can take them and uh, they have abilities where you can get more battle points, which is you know these points, these turns uh, per battle. So uh, one of the, I think their default ability is that uh, when they take damage, there's a, there's a chance that they could end up uh, getting an extra battle point just from mm. taking damage. So, uh, wow. you know, if if for instance they have zero zero battle points and they have to wait through the next turn, but an enemy hits them, then they get another point. So you know they can they can do another turn. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. And there's a, there's a lot of really cool jobs. Um, some at the end of the game. Well, I can't. I guess I shouldn't spoil the last couple jobs. But there's uh, <laughs> there's some pretty cool jobs at the end. Let me tell you. And uh, especially if you're gonna if you're gonna play the game and you're gonna level up all your jobs, which is something I do. Uh, I ended up doing that basically whenever I got a job. I ended up leveling it up to the master as quickly as I could. But uh, at the very end of the game, uh, there's going to be one a special job that if you get that job. Uh, I don't think it'd be a spoiler to tell you that it's going to have an ability that would really help you out when leveling up your jobs and leveling up your characters. So just uh, keep that in mind as you're playing through the game. Cool. Actually, I'm looking at the Japanese Wikipedia page and I'm looking at the list of the jobs and I think I found the one <laughs> that you're talking about. <laughs> it looks kind of cool. Actually, there's some really awesome ones in there that I didn't even know about. Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah cool. Cool. Yeah. but And so, yeah, the way you get jobs then is each... Uh, each job is basically represented by a, a certain enemy character, and most of them are enemies, anyways. But basically, every every job and every character, every main character in the game, uh, basically represents a particular job. And so, once you defeat that character, then you get their I think they I can't remember what they called them like amethysts or something like that, uh, some mm -hmm. kind of crystal that basically you know has the essence of the job, and then you can uh, become that job. Mm -hmm. Cool. 
Well, I, I was looking also at the um, the character's name, the the brunette you were talking about. Her name is Anias. That's right. Anias Obrishu. Anias, that's right. Obrishu. Um, Anias Obrishu, I guess. <laughs> Who knows what they'd ever call it if it's ever localized. But um, yeah, um, from what I could tell too, like even though I've only played a little bit, and even from that, like some of the demos and stuff too, I mean, the dialogue is really interesting and it's kind of funny. I mean, some of the enemies, especially early on, they're kind of like goofballs and just it's just really kind of entertaining to yeah. listen to them talk and stuff like that. I mean, with you playing more of it, does that like continue on? Would you say that's pretty pretty yeah. much what the game does? Yeah, very much so. It's, it's I mean, you know, story-wise it is, it, it, it has lots and lots of anime or like, you know, JRPG tropes in it. There's no doubt about that. But the writing is actually really good. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like, you know, the characters have, the, char the characters have, you know, very interesting personalities um, in addition to all the tropes that they normally would have. Uh, mm -hmm. There's, there's a system in the game where um, you you can have there will be conversations between party members that will come up at certain points in the game, and so you don't have to read that stuff if you don't want to. That stuff is optional, mm -hmm. um, and so at that point in time, when a, a new conversation comes up, uh, it'll prompt you to say, "Hey, here!" If you hit the Y button, then you can uh, listen listen in on this conversation. And you know, mm -hmm. it's it's through that through those conversations, you kind of get to learn a little more about the the characters. A lot of the conversations, for one reason or another, uh, have to do with food. <laughs> so. <laughs> They'll sit there and they'll talk about what their favorite food is or what kind of food they really look forward to eating while they're in a certain town, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, again, the writing does have some really interesting uh, plot twists and uh, different motivations uh, come into play that uh, actually indicate that the story is pretty well written. Cool. You know, back to the leveling for the, the job system and stuff like that, what is the level cap for the each of the jobs? Um, I think 13 is what it was. I'm oh, pretty 13? sure it was okay. 13. Yeah. Each. Yeah. The, the, yeah. And in the demo, the level cap was like level three or four, I think. But, okay. um, yeah. in in the main game each, I'm pretty sure the level cap per job is 13. Um, okay. and then you can level you, your, your actual character level cap is 99. Okay. Cause first I was thinking, oh my God, is the job level, you know, is that level cap 99? There's a lot of damn jobs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be pretty crazy. And yeah, that's that's a, that's a cool other point too. I mean, because yeah, you're leveling up these jobs, but at the same time, you're also still leveling up your character separately. So that's yeah. kind of cool. I don't think that's like something completely new to the RPG genre, but I mean, it's still kind of cool that you can still you know uh, build up something from a job, and then you know you could change jobs pretty much whenever you want. Um, I mean, not like in mid battle or something, but I mean, you could change it you know at any time that you want to. Um, so yeah, that's kind of an interesting uh, part of the game too. Um, yeah. And the job system, one of the great things about the job system is that, you know, obviously when you, when you have a certain job equipped, you know, you'll get, uh, you'll be able to get, uh, any of the, the kind of bonuses from having that job, such as being able to use the, the special command that that job has. For instance, you know, if you're a black mage, then you can use the, the black magic command, for instance, but then you also have the opportunity to equip a secondary command. And so, uh, if you've leveled up a job, say, let's say you've leveled up your white mage, uh, mm -hmm. and, and you decide now I want to start using a black mage. Well, you can actually take the white mage command and equip that as your secondary command. So then you can have basically a mage, a black mage that can do white and black magic, which is really helpful. Uh, and then there are also passive abilities that you can equip. And 
the way those work is that as you level up a job, uh, you get the opportunity to get new passive abilities. And then uh, I think you, you have – it depends on how far you are through the game, but uh, you have X number of slots that you can use uh, and allocate passive abilities to. So even if you're okay. a black mage, you can equip a passive ability from a white mage or a red mage or you know some other job. And the different combinations there uh, provide lots of interesting gameplay mechanics. Cool. Yeah, because I was a little bit confused about that too because I saw that and I was thinking – I don't know. I like I couldn't do anything really because I only had like a couple of different jobs like unlocked, so it's kind of annoying. But I mean, that's really cool. I like that a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and leveling up jobs won't be too bad. Uh, the only thing is that it, once you hit about level nine for a job, that's when all of a sudden it takes a lot longer to level up the job. So mm-hmm. uh, what you could do is you could get you know a whole bunch of jobs, and then you know if you want to level up to level nine, it won't take very long. But after that, that's when it's going to start to take a while. Okay. I mean, when you played through the game too, did you find it like pretty grindy or I mean, was it enjoyable or like, what did you think about like that? Well, I'm, I'm a bad person to ask that just because personality wise, I, I like to grind. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, my wife and I are playing Dragon Quest 10. Uh, we'll sit there and <laughs> we'll sit there and just grind all night. You know, it's just, just mm-hmm. like that. We just want to like level up as high as we can in any game we're playing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I grind, I did do a whole lot of grinding in Bravely mm-hmm. Default. I mean, that's why I have 90 hours on it. Um, <laughs> so if you don't like grinding, uh, I, because I grinded so much during the game, it was a, it was a cakewalk for me. I never had any problems, but I've, I've heard a lot of people over Twitter saying that they, they obviously didn't grind as much as I did. And they were saying, yeah, I'm having a lot of trouble at this part. You know, I'm having a lot of trouble with these enemies. And so you might need to grind in order to play through the game. Uh, I'm not really sure whether you have to or not, just because I, I did. <laughs> so unfortunately, okay. I can't tell you one way or the other. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way with RPGs, too. It's like I don't want to – I don't know. I don't want to have, like, a difficult time trying to get through it. So I, I try to grind and get, like, you know, reasonably high and then go tackle, like, a dungeon or, you know, do whatever. Because it's it's really freaking annoying. Like, I remember when I was playing through Final Fantasy X and what ultimately made me stop – because I was playing through and I wasn't like grinding at all. I was just going and getting through things, not easily, but I mean, you know, it was fine. But I got mm-hmm. to like a certain wall where it was just like, okay, you don't have this ability at all. So you need mm-hmm. to like get that ability, level it up or whatever. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, so, I don't know, sometimes some things about RPGs really infuriate me. But with what little bit I've played so far, Bradley Default, I, I really enjoy the battle system. I really actually like the battle music, too. I think it's just yeah. phenomenal. Just oh, the music in the game is just great, um, isn't it? So, yeah, I, I don't really have any problems with this game. And I think, too, it's just, because it's just so interesting, I, I don't really, <laughs> you don't have any problems with it, so... Yeah, yeah, and and the, that's two of the things with this game. I think, in addition to the gameplay and the story, obviously, that are just inc- incredibly compelling about it. Are first of all, the music, as you were mentioning, is just incredible. The music mm-hmm. in the game is great, uh, and then uh, the 3D visuals in the game just are are so impressive that you, you play this game, and it's really an argument for, hey, look, this is why 3D on the 3DS is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what what I think is really cool too, like if you go to like a city. It looks kind of like a watercolor painting, and when you first go into the city, or if you're maybe not pressing anything, you're not moving around your character, the camera will kind of just pan out, and it just looks like you're looking at this beautiful, you know, painting, and it's just totally amazing. I mean, there are other, like, characters and stuff like that in there kind of moving that you could kind of see, but uh, it's really phenomenal. I was really blown away, and Yeah. yeah, the 3D effects are just top-notch awesome i'm just really impressed with that too 
Seriously, I mean this this is this game is something that it, it it really is something that you can look at pictures online, and that's one thing. But if you really want to understand how awesome it looks, you have to see it in three D. Yeah, yeah, true. And I know with the AR stuff, because there's a lot of I don't know if there's like you know the demos and stuff like that were kind of giving you like a huge AR focus. Um, I think I've in the little bit I played, I think I only have maybe like one that I could watch or something. So mm-hmm. it's not like a whole lot. I mean. Did you get into that at all, the AR stuff? Actually, you know what? I, I did not open that once. So <laughs> <laughs> I, even after playing for 90 hours, uh, that's the one thing I just neglected to look at at all. So, uh, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to actually go back to that and take a look because I, I really don't know. I didn't know. Are there actually movies and stuff that, like, open up? It's like, you know, you first – I know with the demos and stuff, you had to actually download the cards from the Square Enix website. And then – I mean, or you can just, like, save it on a smartphone and just lay your phone on the – Table, you know, table or whatever, and you know it can like activate that way. But um, they're kind of like CG movies where the characters are doing something kind of story related. I don't, from what I could tell, it didn't seem like there's anything that if you don't watch it, you're not gonna like miss anything. Mm-hmm. Or at least you're not gonna miss like too terribly much. Okay. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's it's neat to have it in, but I'm glad they didn't make it like mandatory, you know, to take out your card, go look at right. this now. Cause obviously right. that's not something that everybody wants to do. So, right. And actually speaking of, speaking of these kind of peripheral features, uh, maybe this is something you weren't aware of, but so yeah, from the title screen, you know, you're able to select, you know, continue in the game or, you know, do the AR stuff. But then there's another thing. It's a square Enix members thing. And so what happens is that if you register an account with square Enix, uh, they'll have a, a Bravely Default webpage, and you can link your 3DS game, your Bravely Default game, to that account, and mm-hmm. uh, it'll show you different stats. For instance, uh, you know how long you've played the game and that kind of stuff. And there, there are actually achievements. There are actually achievements on this these, this page that uh, you can go to, and uh, if you just you know update from the title screen every so often. Uh, you'll you'll actually get rewards for doing these different achievements. So if you beat certain bosses, they'll give you you know an elixir or like a special weapon or something like that. Oh, cool. Cause I remember reading that message when it first came up, and I was like, okay, I'll sign up for it. And I signed up for everything, and I just kind of forgot about it until right now. <laughs> um, that's actually that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it really is. And there's actually different quests too. That what happens is uh, they try to take, you know, a- they try to aggregate the data of everybody that's playing the game, and they'll say, okay, this week uh, we want to see if we can get all the people in the world to, you know, have a total of, you know, x hundred thousand, you know, number of villagers in their in their uh, Noruendi village, mm-hmm. for instance. And so if if everybody gets together and their aggregate number goes above that, then everybody gets a a uh, you know basically a prize for doing that. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, you just mentioned the Norwind Village, and um, which is basically the street pass element of the game. Uh, I kind of mentioned it earlier a little bit, too. Um, I know with the demo that they had released, the one that we were talking about earlier, they had this in there, too, where in the demo you can take... Basically, if you street past 20 people, you can implement them into this village to help rebuild it. And what's kind of cool, too, is after you rebuild, like, maybe, like, a weapon shop or something like that, that makes it so... Well, there's, like, this guy in, like, this red hat that serves in the cities and stuff. He serves as kind of, like, a save point. But from him, too, you can actually access your stores and, like, buy crap. So that's kind of interesting. And um, I... 
I have the village, like basically everything is repaired, but I'm just kind of like trying to level everything up. And like I said, too, it, this all happens in real time. So, I mean, if it's going to take, you know, 99 hours, it really will take 99 real time hours. But I mean, the thing is, if you have more villagers, then I mean, you could assign, you know, hey, it's 99 hours. I'm assigning like 20 people on this. So it's going to be done in, you know, in no time. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But wow god i'm trying to remember do you remember the limit of the actual like how many people you can have in your village well in the in the demo it was 20 people but actually uh-huh. in the real game i don't know if there's a limit because i have over 100 people in my my village right now and cool yeah so you can just keep going cool and actually i was on the train today and i was playing the game and i noticed something kind of cool like every time that i got a street pass i mean yeah obviously you have the little green lamp going off on the system itself but like I was like, for example, I was like wandering around in the overworld and it just said like, you got a street pass. I'm like, what? Okay. So then I could like go check the village and it's like, oh, cool. I have two new villagers now that can, you know, <laughs> I can exploit and make them build stuff for me. Yep. So, yep. yeah. And, was... and the cool thing is, I mean, so that's, that's actually only one portion of the street passing. There's actually mm-hmm. other stuff uh, that, that related to street passing that you can do. Um, and one of these things being that uh, you can street pass the people and, and actually send them one of your characters and so one of your characters doing a particular move so mm-hmm. if you have like a limit break move that uh that s- scores really big damage you can then say all right i want to transfer this person as a street pass as my street pass character and whenever you street pass with somebody they'll get that character and then they'll be able to use that move and mm-hmm. uh say if they're you know in a pinch in some really big boss that they're just having a lot of trouble with uh they'll they can check their street pass list and say okay i got this guy that hits for you know 99,999 damage <laughs> And then do that, and that can really help them out. That's awesome, because I haven't really touched that either. Uh, I have some like guys lined up, I guess, that I could u- utilize, but I just haven't really touched it. Um, haven't really needed to just yet. But, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. I'm really impressed with Square Enix. I mean, if you even, like, with... Uh, I mean, they've released a couple of different games this year, um, especially here in Japan, and um, with, like one other one that's not in America yet. It's like uh, Dragon Quest Monsters, Terry's Wonderland? Wonder wonderful whatever <laughs> wonderful wonderland anyways but um they're really good at putting in like basically making use of stuff like street pass spot pass all that type of crap and it's it's really impressive and i'm really glad that they're doing that and it's not just nintendo you know just uh making use of this stuff so that's pretty, yeah, no pretty doubt. cool to see no doubt they're doing really good job with it the the and their street pass stuff in fact actually isn't limited to just street pass you can actually if let's say you know you don't street pass with a whole lot of people that play bravely default uh you can actually hit your friends list up and transfer stuff over uh the internet same kind of way so mm-hmm. just like i mentioned with um the the way you can transfer characters that attack uh you can do that over the internet too so actually if you're having trouble with a boss or something since you're on my friends list on my 3DS, you should be able to check over the internet for, you know, updated, you know, friends, uh, street passing dealies and be able to take my character and, you know, hit for 99,999 damage. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Jesus. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so one last thing that I think we can talk about too is, well, back in early October, so, uh, one of the guys working on the game, uh, Tomoya Asano, I'm not exactly sure what his job was but he's pretty high up i guess on the totem pole for this game but essentially they were saying like yeah we have no plans to localize bradley default and matt and i were kind of just talking about this before recording it's like this game was specifically made with the japanese audience in mind and localization is something that they just didn't really think about so 
uh, I, I've seen on the internet too, I guess there's Facebook pages and stuff like that that are trying to uh, <laughs> make this a thing in the West. But I don't know, Matt, you kind of had a, a bit of an interesting insight on this. I mean, like what, is there anything else like cool you can tell us about this that I think, yeah, because I mean, this is, I mean, it sucks because this is a great game and I think a lot of people in the West would like it, especially, you know, RPG fans and stuff like that. No but doubt. yeah, it's just a pity that it's not coming out. So. Well, it, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, yeah, they, they came out and they said that, you know, for this game, we said we want to make the best damn Japanese RPG we can. And so we're, we're going to do that, you know, without compromise. And so for them, one of the things was, you know, in order to do that without compromise, they were going to have to make it you know, targeted specifically for to Japan and not worry about, you know, whether or not this is going to have to be localized or not. Now that the game's out, I mean, you know, people like us are getting a chance to play it. And, and we're saying, mm -hmm. man, you know, this game's incredible. We It would be great if this could be localized. Um, but there's a lot to it, right? I mean, there obviously there's all the text, but mm -hmm. uh, you can attest to the fact that actually all of the main story stuff is voiced as well. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if they, if they were going to localize it, they would either have to, A, you know, localize all that voice which i'm sure would be a lot of money and the or b take all the voice out because i'm sure it'd be kind of weird to localize just the text and then have the character still speaking in japanese for certain people in the west right 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 so it's it's a it's it's a tough thing to consider you know i mean and do you do you spend the money uh to localize it or not uh I'm sure there's going to be a good vocal group of people. I don't know if it's going to be small or big or what that would really love to see that game localized. And I can tell you, I'm one of them. I would love to see it localized. But in the West right now, especially at publishers, they just don't feel that that you can release a game, a really Japanese game in the West and make your money back. You know, That goes yeah, for this. Exactly. That goes for, say, games like X Troopers, right? Uh, mm -hmm. X Troopers just came out this week, and a lot of people are saying, man, this looks totally badass, but... As far as I can tell, it doesn't seem like anybody feels that it would actually sell enough to be, you know, it would to warrant a localization. Right, and that's the thing. And I mean, what's kind of interesting about Bravely Default too? They did, I guess, because it was getting kind of hard to find, like in early, like November or like October through the rest of October. So, uh, what Square Enix did at the beginning of the month, this month of November, they released it on the eShop. So, and, and it was actually cheaper than the um, full retail game too, which is kind of nice to make that kind of more readily available. But I mean, yeah, like you said, it's just it's a huge investment to do that kind of thing. I mean, not just you know text, but I mean, God, then trying to make this decisions about voice or you know stuff like that and it would it even be worth it in the end too it's just yeah, yeah. definitely something but i i hope i do hope that that people that do have interest you know keep keep voicing their opinions because maybe if we're lucky enough they will decide okay yeah that we have we should have a big enough market that we can release this even if it's just on the eShop, right and mm -hmm. yeah make our money back but yeah, I mean, even even releasing it on the eShop over here, they originally had no intent of doing so. They figured, mm -hmm. I think they explained that, uh, they figured that nobody was going to want to download. Well, they said there were two things. First of all, uh, they said it, perhaps it's just an ego thing, but, you know, we really wanted to, to release it, you know, with packaging and everything so that, you know, we could say, look, we made this really cool thing. Uh, but then also that they figured that nobody would actually want to spend the time to download, you know, X, X gigabyte big RPG <laughs> on the 3DS. And uh, it wasn't until after they kept selling out everywhere within Japan that they said, all right, you know what, let's try releasing this on the eShop. So 
uh, I suppose uh, they were able to, you know, please some people with that since a lot of people were looking for the game. And even me, I went uh, the weekend that I went and tried to buy it. I went to four different shops in Osaka and all of them were sold out. So I ended up going home and ordering it from Nakuten, which is, uh, you know, kind of like Amazon only in Japan to, you know, actually mail order it. I'm lucky because I live in kind of a smaller city in Saitama Prefecture. So, I mean, just went to the local electronic store, Yamada Dinky, and they had it, plenty of them. (laughs) So, you know, I might be one of the only guys that buys games from there. I don't know. (laughs) That's fine with me. So uh, one other thing, too, about this is some information, I guess, that came out kind of shortly after the game released is that uh, there's kind of, I don't know what you would call it, a sequel? Just another, I guess, another story in the world, but it's basically another game that's out here in Japan, but it's you know not on the 3DS, not on anything like that. It's a browser-based game, and I just seen stuff about it. I haven't even like done anything towards it. It's like, oh, that exists. <laughs> and that's yeah. about it. But I mean, Matt, like you registered for it and stuff or Yeah, registered for. It. I mean, it's it's a browser game. It's a free browser game that uh, it sounds like it's one of these kinds of games where I think is what it is. I haven't actually played it yet, but <laughs> I did register for it, but I haven't played it yet. I kind of lost interest <laughs> by that point, but uh, you know, one of these kind of Facebook kind of games where, you know, you can you can play for so long and then, you know, you run out of energy or whatever it would be. And then you okay. can either pay to get more energy or you can, you know, wait X number of hours to get more energy and then keep playing. Okay, cool. Well, sometimes part of me likes those kind of games. <laughs> then sometimes part of me kind of despises those kind of games because of how much time I might put into something like that. Sure. It's kind of addicting, you know, like that type of stuff. Yeah, and I mean, this one is actually interesting. It's 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 kind of an MMO game because what happens is that uh, I guess every X number of days, uh, basically you have four different factions in the game. And so... Everybody that's playing the game can decide which faction they're going to be on, and the factions fight against each other. And so I think every 24 hours, a bat, that battle then ends. And, you know, I'm not entirely sure how it works that, you know, when a faction wins, if they get stuff or what. But uh, from what I understand, that's the way it works, is that it's, a, it's every 24 hours, factions battle each other. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I guess, ah, God. Didn't you say something like, they're thinking about maybe bringing this to the West, or was that no? Yeah, I read an interview in Japanese that said that that basically that it's two different people kind of within the company making uh, these two games. You know, making actually Bravely Fall for 3DS, and then making this this browser game. And the the person that I think the producer of the browser game is somebody that has actually made different browser games for Square Enix. Uh, targeted at different different countries at you know maybe the Chinese market or Korean market or something mm-hmm. and uh in in the in the interview there he said that he was very interested in actually bringing the browser game over to the west hmm yeah. okay interesting cuz i mean you know there there is a pretty big market for that in the states i mean you got tons of games on facebook and stuff like that it's pretty crazy yeah. <laughs> but um yeah and was it in that same interview you were, I mean, we were talking about earlier that they're talking about a sequel for Bravely Default? Yeah, that, that wasn't necessarily in the same one, but yeah, that basically after the game came out and did so well, uh, they said, yeah, okay, well, uh, and basically not related to this browser game, we are we are at least in the planning stages for mm-hmm. you know a, a proper sequel to the 3DS game. So they haven't announced that we're actually going to do it, but they said they got they want to plan it anyways. Cool. I mean, with you having completed the game, do you think a sequel 
is that fitting? I mean, do you think is it? Is, I guess uh, uh, the game on its own is it when you finish the game is it pretty like satisfying? Are you left with any questions or anything like that without giving any spoilers? No, no, definitely not. I mean, it 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 does, and it it ends in a way that you know it all makes sense and everything. And actually, there's there's a very good twist at the end of the game. You're really gonna you're really gonna despise a certain character at the end of the game. So that's kind of cool. Um, cool. But yeah, it's uh it. It ends in a way that everything makes sense. Um, but if they wanted to make a sequel, like for instance, the way that the browser game works is that the browser game takes place like hundreds or thousands of years later, and okay. so uh, it's it's still focused around the crystals, um, the same crystals that you know exist in the 3DS game. But you know it's, it just takes place in the same world at a completely different time period. So they could probably do that with the 3DS game as well. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, did you have any other closing thoughts you want to say about the game or anything no, I like just, that? I really enjoyed it. It was a really great game. It was just totally worth playing in over ninety hours. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'd say you definitely got your money's worth. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I wish I could play it more. I wish there was more that I could do in the game, but I've I've done everything at this point. So <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I'm gonna have to actually get on it and play more. I'm. I want to do a review. Um, I don't know, kind of time willing, see how far I can get and stuff. I don't know if I can do 90 hours, but I can sure as hell try. So. Good luck, man. All right, Matt. Well, thank you for coming on, man. And we're going to go ahead and head on to the next segment now. And yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Right, and we're here to talk about the news. And as Don had predicted with the last Fami Famicast, uh, we not only had one. I am your, I'm your predators. I can predict everything. He told the future. Um, <laughs> you know, there was not only one Nintendo Direct. There was actually three of these things, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> um, so we're gonna kind of just go ahead and kind of just read down the list here with this. So I mean, there was one on October 25th, and this. Uh, what I, was the regular Ash Nintendo Direct, mm -hmm. and basically, yeah. didn't they have more or less the same thing in the other countries, more or less at the same time? I mean, not I, I, obviously. No, there's some... no, in, in, in Europe, Europe didn't have one. Okay. Uh, Europe got one earlier that month. Okay. Um, on the <coughs> on the fifth. Okay. Where they also unveiled when when we talked about like those uh, Guild One Hundred One games. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. And and that was the first. European exclusive Nintendo Direct, and I didn't realize it afterwards. Wow, interesting. Because uh, America and Japan didn't have one at that time. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, but enough about that. Um, there was one in North America uh, that came out a few hours after. Mm -hmm. But there was um, Japan was in the af early afternoon for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Evening here, I believe. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of kind of interesting things kind of came out of the North American one, the Japanese one. Animal Crossing was uh, officially named for North America as New Leaf, Animal Crossing New Leaf. And, um, yeah, for, in Japan, I mean, like a couple of interesting things happened. Uh, there's a music service that's going to be coming to the 3DS called Deko Choku. And I <laughs> never heard of this until I saw this. Uh, Minoru, do you know anything about this service at all? Mm, I have no idea about it, honestly. <laughs> Sweet. But um, it, it looks pretty interesting. Like, you can uh, 
buy some stickers, wear rankings. Um, and apparently there's this subscription that is already on smartphones and other stuff. Which you can use the same subscription for on the 3DS, so people who already use the service have a big advantage for that, I think. Yeah, that's cool, if you already use the service. Um, yeah. But I I don't know if I'm even going to bother, because, yeah. I mean, it, it, maybe maybe it's worth checking it out for at least one. I think it ch- maybe just checking it out. I mean, if I have to pay any money or something, then I don't think I'm going yeah. to. But I mean... In a, but the app is free anyway, so... Yeah. And in, in a world where there are things like iPhones and stuff like that, it's almost like I don't know. If you don't have some kind of like a smartphone, then this could be maybe cool, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah. Oh no, I don't know. Yeah, and um, another cool thing that kind of came out of this too. Well, actually, a couple things I guess re- regarding this next bit that I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to talk about something a little bit later about this same game. But uh, a Band Brothers sequel is uh, was announced, and it's going to be coming out in 2013. Yes. Um, which is pretty cool. Heck yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I have the first one, and I bought it my very first time I came in Japan. I saw it at like the store. I think I paid like, God, a ridiculous amount of money for it, but I didn't even care. I was like, Oh my God, this is freaking awesome! This is like so pumped. And but you, you never bought the, se- the sequel. Never did. I never did. I don't know what why. What the fuck is wrong with I you? I don't know. I'm asking myself the same question. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, so that's kind of... Go ex- buy it right now. Right now. I'm going to go. It's like 9-something at night. Maybe I can find some place yeah. open in my small town. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's cool. And that's supposed to be coming in 2013. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And uh, Nintendo started a contest of music made with Band Brothers DX. And mm-hmm. they selected four songs from four Nintendo games. Super Mario Galaxy 2, Luigi's Mansion for GameCube. Animal Crossing, City Folks, and uh, Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword. And you can reproduce the main theme or title song of these games and post it from October uh, 26th by November 30th. So that's one more week? Yeah. From the day of recording? Yeah. And the best... What are they, go- they going to do with those songs? Are they going to put them up? or? Uh, well, uh, they just choose the best one. And they will mm, distribute them online, and there's no okay. no prize. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> announced so. Yeah, the the thing is, they still publish songs every single day in that game, and that's kind of ridiculous. After when did it came out? Is it two thousand eight? DX two thousand eight. Yeah, that's crazy. And they're still publishing songs after like four years after the game came out, and the, the limited European releases are already dead. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Cool. Yeah, so that was that was interesting and um you know, Brain Age, the God, what's it called in Europe? It's called like so many different names, it just gets kinda Dr. Confusing. Karashima's uh devilish brain training. Can you stay focused? Yeah, then it's concentration training in North America, Oni training in Japan. Uh that got pushed back for the West until two thousand and thirteen. At least North America, I'm pretty sure that Europe yeah. Europe was already announced that it was not coming to 2013. Okay. So that's kind of disappointing because it seems like a lot of like 3DS stuff in the West is just not <laughs> there. I mean, yeah, we use out, so I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but for people that are just Oh, yeah, it's 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 a big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really like that I just have free retail games to choose from from Nintendo. Yeah. Professor Layton, Paper Mario, and new style boutique. <laughs> style savvy. Sweet. <laughs> But um, 
to, to its credit, it, it's it's a good game for its audience, but I don't think that necessarily gamers are interested in that. And the same, I don't know about Professor Layton, that's also 50-50. Mm-hmm. So there's only one real Nintendo game left, which I think is really sad for 2012. Yeah, definitely not a well-rounded out <laughs> last couple of months for the 3DS in the West. So that's kind of like disappointing, especially in Japan. I mean, Jesus, so many like awesome stuff, like awesome games have just come even just this month in November have came out for 3DS. It's incredible. And um, just looking at the West, it's just like, I'm glad I don't have a, you know, North American 3DS, and, you know, or a European one just right now. So. To, to its credit, there were less delays in Europe than North America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What also came out of this, Luigi's Mansion got pushed back to quarter one in Japan. Um, I think a lot of people were hoping for that to come out you know, this holiday season, but uh, Japan, I mean, is already, like I was just saying, it's already kind of a bloated <laughs> market for 3DS games, so maybe that's kind of good for that game, so it didn't get just, like, lost in the shuffle or basically bury another game or something, so that's kind of good. Uh, Dragon Quest X Beta is going to be starting up in February, so, and that's going to be in, for the Wii U, and um, basically if, you have a, if you're a premium uh, Wii U set owner in Japan, you have access to that. And I think initially everyone, including myself, were kind of thinking, oh, cool, you know, as soon as I have a Wii, Wii U, I'll basically have a game to play, even if I don't, you know, buy any. But no, you have to wait till February to get to play that. But um, And then the, the game itself actually will come out in the spring for the Wii U. So that's kind of uh, interesting. And... Um, yeah, one other thing, Don would kill me if I didn't say anything about this, but uh, at the very, uh, yeah, maybe Don, you could just talk about it, because you're I'm pretty sure you watched the whole thing 15 times. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And so somebody translated also very quickly after that uh, the, the, the fan translation team for Games CX is pretty damn fast. Cool. Yes. Um, but to talk about it, um, Iwata um, came in the room um, of... Um, Arena of Game Center CX fame, and they talked about video games and what um, their first encounters with video games, both of them. And and Iwata talked about um, that he would like to make games again. He said, "If I had the time, I would love to. If I put aside my duties as company president, president to work on games, I believe it would inconvenience many people. <laughs> I am resistive." <laughs> then um, Arena asks. So what if you would spend, like, an hour every single day making a Famicom-class game? <laughs> Is that games can be purchased as online downloads now. They create new opportunities. <laughs> a single individual can create and release games on their own. Yes, it might be my chance. <laughs> so there you have it. Iwata is releasing a game yeah. next Christmas for the 3DS. Uh, <laughs> uh, another thing that he, uh, that he mentioned is that... Um, that his parents weren't too fond of the idea, actually him going into video game development. Hmm. Like, the first company I worked for was HAL Laboratory. It was a small company. When I began when I began there, I was only one of five workers. Man. My parents were immediately sub- opposed. For about half a year, my father didn't speak to me, although we did argue. <laughs> Jesus. Crazy. So... Yeah, maybe I'll go ahead and put a link for that, maybe in the show notes or even on the enhanced version right now, so you can check out the translated version of that, because it sounds like there's definitely some interesting stuff there to check out, so definitely yep. go and do that. So, 
next up, because like I said, there are three of these things this month, which is insane. Uh, on November 7th, they gave everyone about oh, 11 hours notice and were like, hey, in Japan, we're like, we're going to have an incident direct about Wii U. And um, yeah, so there's a, kind of some interesting things there. It kind of started out with Iwata unboxing <laughs> a premium Wii U unit and he had the included white gloves. They're not included. <laughs> they might be included. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's kind of weird, but, I mean, it's kind of funny <laughs> to watch that. And, um, yeah, they talked a little bit about, you know, Miiverse on there. Um, also revealed that the, uh, like, a Joy Sound Wii Karaoke U is going to be something that's just going to be installed on the system. I, we talked about this on the live show, me and the 8-4 guys, and... Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be pretty cool for the Japanese market because there's really nothing like TV or anything like that. So it's going to be kind of an interesting way to uh, maybe attract, I guess, casual gamers or just to let them know that, hey, this is there. you know. And the prices are pretty reasonable, I think, for karaoke too, especially considering how expensive karaoke like can be here in Japan. Um, so it's kind of cool that you can do that in your own house, assuming you don't have like paper-thin walls like me. So <laughs> I'm very excited for the karaoke. Awesome. Do you have like thick walls at your apartment? No. <laughs> this is going to do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, God, you know what? The, a couple of nights ago, uh, just to test how kind of awful my apartment can be sometimes, like I was getting ready to go to bed and I heard this like rhythmic rumbling as I was up in my loft and I realized it was somebody in my apartment building snoring and I could hear him and I was like, really? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> but... I don't know. Just kind of annoying, but so I don't think I'll be playing, doing much karaoke in my apartment, unfortunately. But damn, um, it's pretty cheap though. Yeah, it's way cheap. Yeah, it's ridiculously cheap. Like one hour is like one hundred yen. Twenty-four hours, three hundred yen. I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm. But um. Yeah, and then there was the infamous uh, first, as they, I watched the North American kind of, I guess, iteration of this, which is a hell of a lot shorter, um, talking about Miiverse and stuff like that in Wada Wada Plaza. Uh, it's the first ever Wii U video chat with Reggie and uh, Iwata, and where Reggie is showing off his Japanese skills. <laughs> yeah, the the interesting thing about it is oh, Nintendo of Europe released like translated versions of these videos directly after. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the North American one's so different. I mean, you know, it cuts and stuff like that, showing different angles of this guy telling this story. Oh, yeah, you see Reggie right there? You know, stuff like that. And it's just so different from, you know, the stuff you'd find in Japan and uh, apparently Europe, uh, too. You're, you're, ma you're making Bill Trinan more, way more swag than he actually is. He's a way more... <laughs> He's a way more like that guy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Turner. I know you're listening right now, but no, you're not. <laughs> That's fine. Um, then last up on November 14th, there was like a ninja Nintendo Direct where basically nobody knew until... I mean, this is something that everyone's been saying. It's like, one day we're just going to just, you know, wake up and a Nintendo Direct's going to just be there. It's basically going to be Iwata in announcing a Nintendo Direct as it's going on, you know, in the Nintendo Direct. And that's almost what and, happened. And, and here's the here's the weird here's the weird part. It wasn't a Chota direct. No, yeah. It was a regular ass Nintendo direct which wasn't even announced. Yeah. I mean literally I was just sitting at my computer and I was just checking Twitter and like I saw I was like, oh two minutes ago, Nintendo Direct. I was like, what? And <laughs> 
immediately checked it out and was just like, oh, are you fucking kidding me, Nintendo? But I don't know. But on this one, it was just uh, talking about a lot of Wii U storage uh, stuff, uh, What maybe what different types of hard drives that you can use, um, kind of stuff like that, a little bit more technical um, stuff. But um, it was interesting. But yeah, I think I think that about does it for the Nintendo Directs. Um, Don, what do you think? Are you going to make another bold prediction and say there's going to be one next week? Um, no, it's an off month, so no, there will be a next one in December. Okay, there it is. Uh, because um, because um, there's every a normal one every two months, and that one was on October 25th. Mm-hmm. So the next one is going to be at the end of December. So I clearly have to check when December would be a good week. Uh, it will be either the the week of the 20th or the 21st or the 27th and the 28th. But I'm assuming it will be after Christmas, so 27th, 28th seems more likely. Yeah, because I think last year they had one on like the 27th or 28th or something in December. Yeah, yeah, yeah they had it directly after Christmas, so I'm thinking that will be the same time as well. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, that's your Nintendo Direct for now, um, and there shouldn't be one coming up within the coming weeks, but definitely stay tuned. Don't, don't, they don't have really new stuff to announce till December, do they? They shouldn't. I mean, what could they possibly talk about? <laughs> I mean, they just released a new console. They basically previewed all the rest of the games for the rest of the year. Uh, I'd be baffled if they have one just, you know, coming up. And even what the hell they're going to talk about at this upcoming one. Just kind of want to see. But, but I, f- I think for December it will be a good one time to have because we don't know what's coming at the first few months of the year. So. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's go ahead and move on. Okay, and now we're going to tell you a little bit about uh, Media Create sales here in Japan. This is for the week of November 12th to the 18th. And no surprise here, Animal Crossing New Leaf is number one. Uh, for the second week it was out, it sold 290,000 copies. Uh, basically, this thing is over a million units in Japan. It hasn't even been a month yet. Um, I, I remember earlier in the month, Nintendo had came out with some kind of a tweet from their, basically their Twitter account saying that uh, like over 200,000 copies of the game had been sold on the eShop alone. And I mean, this thing is just really, really popular. I mean, they had to, they were having problems with just keeping the, the, the prepaid cards and just the games in stock. So I mean, it, it, people are going crazy over this, but good for Nintendo. They actually have uh, another avenue for gamers to actually buy this. So that's pretty nice for that. And uh, New Super Mario Bros. 2 is still going pretty strong here in Japan. It's already over a million, about 1.3 million. Sold like Uh. (laughs) 41,000 copies. And uh, let's see what else here. Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, uh, you know, uh, Tri-G. Best surprise edition. Hmm? Best surprise edition. The surprise edition. Best surprise edition, not surprise edition. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's uh that, that yeah, that's the price down version because it was like I think like 6000 yen or something it was pretty expensive and now they kind of basically cut the price in half. Um uh, that's that's selling pretty strong. Actually next month that's going to be available digitally it's starting some maybe sometime mid to early November or December. So that's kind of nice for Monster Hunter fans in Japan that have it. That's a big deal. Definitely a big deal. Um so that's kind of nice for for that. Uh, Bravely Default's still going pretty strong. Uh, this sold a little over 8,000 units. It's over 250,000 here in Japan. Um, that's pretty awesome. It's a g- cool game. Yeah, Style Savvy is up there too. It's 
uh, sold like about 6,600 copies, 6,600 copies, uh, sitting a little over 170,000. And of course, Pokemon Black and White 2 is also selling extremely strong, still uh, nearing the 3 million mark here in Japan. So, uh, I, I, here's the weird thing. I prefer always having the European names. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I, I like what I recently started really disliking using American names for 3DS and uh, the rest of the Nintendo lineup titles. Okay. <laughs> so, I, so I just call it New Style Boutique. I don't know why Style Savvy Trendsetters just looks such a good name. It just gets so confusing. I just go with the first name that I remember, <laughs> usually. Okay. Okay, yeah, and then the in terms of hardware, 3DS is sitting on top. Um, this particular week, 168,000 uh, sold in Japan. Uh, the week before, it was a little bit higher, but that's probably because of the Animal Crossing bump, and it's already it's like 8.2 million here in Japan. Uh, coming right behind that is the PS3, 17,000, and uh, then the PS Vita. Uh, what the hell? Why? <laughs> well, uh, no, they got new. Uh, I think they got new bundles out, new colors out in Japan. Okay, well that's definitely good. Like the like the like the red one and another color. Okay, but blue one. Um, a blue one. Blue one. Yeah. But but at least it's higher than 4,000 that was the week before because that was. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I think it's not going to hold out for long. I think the colors are just going to do so much because there are no new games out for that thing. Yeah. Um, so I think in a couple of weeks it will slowly go back to that point, Yeah. sadly. No, Don, I know you have a Vita, but Minoru, don't you have a Vita too? Uh, actually, yes. <laughs> do you still play it? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I I, st- I started not playing again, but just was because of um, the PlayStation Plus subscriptions for Vita in Japan and now in Europe starting. Okay, I thought you say because of the so PS One classics. No, I, th- so I can download like Grafty Watch for free and that kind of okay. stuff. Okay. I don't know. I think Vita is a cool system. It's just. God, there's just not a lot of like cool software on it right now, and it's pretty damn expensive still the, too. The the the, 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 the problem, the biggest problem of two is that it's not even the case in the West. Like recently, like Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified came out, mm-hmm. and that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the campaign is forty-five minutes. Are long. you serious? <laughs> no, I am not joking. That's terrible. Right? And the and the multiplayer maps are like from like Call of Duty two or three um, class, like how large they are, not how good of quality they are. Huh. Wow, it's it's extremely it's an extremely limited game, made made by a very extremely bad developer who made by the way the Resistance game on Vita earlier this year, which sucked <laughs> too. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I didn't buy a Vita Call of Duty bundle because that would have been a disaster. <laughs> but. Yeah, and and continues. I I just hope the the be- the best thing that came out recently to be a good game for the Vita is what is Assassin's Creed Free Liberation. Yeah, it, even that's actually selling okay here in Japan, which is kind of weird. <laughs> um, I, I, th- I think that's mostly what people are mostly buying with that bundle, I suppose. I see. But um, you know, you know what? It's better to have an American or European account on your Vita because at least you have the PlayStation Plus stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Vita. Um, yeah. Sad. <laughs> kind of sad. Really, really sad. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, so like I said, that, that'll about do it with the sales here. Uh, in terms of like upcoming games and releases, we talked about it earlier. X Troopers just came out on the 22nd of November here in Japan, and Don and I both picked that up. Great game. Um, the yeah. latest entry in the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series came out on the 23rd, just the day after. I haven't picked it up yet, so I have, still have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and that... I played... Did I play a demo or did I just watch a video? <laughs> I don't remember. But, um... It, it looked kind of fun if you're really into Pokemon. Lots of like interesting stuff to do. Um, then they, they actually use the models of uh, Pokédex 3D. Pro. Oh, does it? Yeah. Cool. And, and those models are pretty damn good. Sweet. And then, of course, we know one of the biggest one of the biggest titles of the month is coming out on the 29th, and this is one that M- Mr. Ty Shugert is pretty interested in. Yes. And that's Layton versus Ace Attorney on November 29th. Um, yeah, it's basically... We all are interested in this game. Yeah, I'm interested, too. I don't think I'm going to buy it, because, oh, God, I'm spending an ungodly amount of money on the Wii U launch. But, um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, then after that, uh, Paper Mario Super Seal. Not to be confused with the aquatic mammal. Uh, it's a, like a sticker, <laughs> sticker star. That's coming out on December 6th here in Japan. Then, of course, we have the Wii U coming out on December 8th. So... Yeah, lots of cool stuff coming out in just the next coming weeks, so that's kind of exciting. Um, next week, Wii U for us. In Europe. Yeah, it's awesome, man. So, I mean, are you... You have everything reserved and basically ready to go? Yeah, I have everything uh, basically reserved at this point. Although, I already have a few games in, basically. Cool. Um, I already have some BU lying around mm-hmm. here. Um, I have Sonic and All-Stars Racing. Mm-hmm. And I have Rabbit's Land. <laughs> so two for Ubisoft on Sega. <laughs> and hopefully, at the start of next week, um, games like Call of Duty and those other games should be coming in before launch. Cool. So I uh, should have most stuff ready before I even get my Wii U, so it will be quite an interesting week. Cool. All right, well, we have just a couple of other little bits of news here. Um, Ty, would you mind reading this next bit of news? Guild <laughs> Zero One Games... Releasing on eShop in Japan. They're in the process of being released in the West, minus the rental Bukyo de Omase, and started becoming available with Liberation Maiden, or Kaiho Shoujo if you prefer, on November 14th. Rental Bukyo de Omase, 1121, Crips of Shroud, 1128, and Arrow Porter on 125. And this is, you know, Guild 01, a uh, uh, collaborative game that, you know, from Level 5 and, and lots of different uh, famous developers and, I guess, comedians to comedian <laughs> uh, in Japan uh, kind of put this package together back in May, and they just started releasing this stuff in Europe and North America, and they finally decided to do it in Japan as well. Uh, they're all priced at 800 yen. Um, I can't say all of these are great. Basically the same price in Europe, yeah. because uh, the equivalent... The, the 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 rate is extremely the same in Japan and Europe, right. and it's basically also eight bucks on the on the European issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so honestly, I think I've said this before, and I think Minoru said it too, but maybe Don, you too. Crimson Shroud is a piece of crap. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't think this is even worth. Arrow, Arrow Portal. Arrow Portal will come out next week. Um, um in the day of recording is on twenty fifth. It will come out the first day. Uh, for Europe and America, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think Crimson. Sh- so I'm looking forward to that. Crimson Shroud's coming out soon too in the West as well. 
It's coming in December. It's December. Okay. God, yeah. God, God, help anyone that buys that thing. That's, that's, that, yeah, that's the, that's our final that's our final game. It should have ended with Aeroporter because that's <laughs> the, one of the best ones. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't translate Rental Bukia de Omase because from what yeah, what I played, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good game. Yeah, it, it's funny, it's great, and I mean, there's a lot of I guess kind of cultural stuff that they'd have to well, rework. Level five, level five said they won't for now. Uh, don't leave out the opportunity. Uh-huh. But they said it will be difficult. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So, you got... Yeah. P- gamers in Japan have that to look forward to on the eShop, as do basically gamers around the world. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Next up here, uh, Minoru, would you read this next bit of news? Sure. Uh, 3DS remake of Space Harrier is coming to Japan. Woo! Yeah. I'm down. So, I mean, <laughs> yes. So, you know, you actually wrote this story up on the site. Um, yes. Yeah. Is there any other kind of cool bits of information that we can get from this, or is it just pretty much just that? Or mm-hmm. <laughs> well, for more information, please mm-hmm. uh, uh, read my article. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, people would have read our article right now, so it's great to have a recap here. Yes. Well, read it again. Read it three times and memorize it. <laughs> but um, this last bit of news, Don, could you go ahead and pick that up for us? So, okay, so there is a rumor floating around that uh, Resident Evil Revelations is coming to Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Hmm. I think some people have called that, <laughs> you know, back when that game came out. They said, it's just a matter of time before it comes out on a home console. Yeah. Yeah. It's unsure right now if it's going to be a digital release or like a full retail disc. Mm-hmm. But my, my my guts are saying it's going to be a digital game. Hmm. Or am I wrong on this? Um, I, don't, I, I think uh, history would support you there. You can get Resident Evil 4 and Code Veronica on Xbox Live as a game on demand, but it never had a retail disc as far as I know. In Japan they did. Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> it's Japan, yeah. <laughs> but it's. I think it it tells them enough how how they uh, view Resident Evil Revelations against Resident Evil Six now after the reviews came out. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think it's a good thing because they should cherish old survival horror mm-hmm. as they should, and I think it's a very good game. I recently picked it up for only ten euros. By Jeez. the way, I still haven't played it, and I bought it at launch here in Japan back in January. Uh, I was like at, at at like a media store in Germany, and like all these games like um, Metal Gear Solid 3D were all like ten. Bucks. God, <laughs> it's like so I got a stash of games that were actually really good, but not wouldn't have picked up for like a large sum of money. But now I have them all for like a very small. Once again, awesome. advantages of being a late adopter. <laughs> Heck yeah! For sure, for sure. Um. But yeah, I'm currently going through that, and I really, really love that game. I I think it's one of the the better games on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, for older games that are released by Capcom are great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I certainly see why they would bring it to PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Yeah, definitely. Because why the heck? Why the heck not? It's like it, they're not gonna can't do worse after Resident Evil 6, in my opinion. And I think, the, yeah, I mean, I'm going on too much about it, but it's it's really that. It's really the 
the the bitter thing of Resident Evil Six. Like they completely stepped away from everything that is survival horror and made it into an action game and a pretty poor action game at that even. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even to this point that even Zombie U, which is coming out for Wii U at launch everywhere, is more often is, is an actual survival survival horror game in some sort of the anti Resident Evil Six in some sort of fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I know you were debating with you if if you were interested in that, Danny. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, that game is freaking amazing, mm-hmm. and it's it's no short of the praise that some people have given mm-hmm. it. It's one of the best Wii U launch times. You know, and I guess if you... Back to Resident Evil Revelations, I mean, yeah, it didn't really perform too well on the 3DS in terms of sales. I mean, it didn't... I don't even think it even got, like, 200,000 units worldwide or something. I don't know. It's some kind of ridiculously low number, but, I mean, if you look at all the people that bought Resident Evil 6, I mean, (laughs) unlike, you know, these home consoles, I mean, I think... It's fair to say a good amount of those people would be interested in a game like this, you know. Um, so I think it's a smart move to kind of bring it out on a home console. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to pan out. So, but if they're going to do that, I'm interested to see if they're also going to bring it to the Wii U eShop. Yeah, yeah. And I think in Japan, it's safe to say that probably definitely do some kind of like a retail disc version just because uh, honestly just download stuff just isn't really super popular in japan god bless nintendo's soul (laughs) that they're really pushing you know the um, digital agenda with all their new games and stuff like that that's awesome um so maybe it's maybe things will be changing here in japan but i think it's going to be kind of a slow process all right so let's go ahead and move on to the next segment which is life in japan All right, and we're back. So this is Life in Japan. So this is where we talk about something uh, related to Japan, not necessarily related to gaming. Um, this one actually is related to gaming, and James Charlton, former ex-NWR well, ex staffer and family father, uh, he sent us an interesting email, and I'm going to go ahead and just read it here. So he says, Hey guys, Minoru, Matt, and I were, just had a great chat about Wada Wada, uh, and how my wife didn't know what the f- ex bad word I was talking about. Yet my, Matt's wife did, and of course Minoru does. Mino said it's mainly young people and gamers that know it, the, the phrase wada wada. He said, my, James says, my wife doesn't know either of those, doesn't fit either of those, but we all know Matt's wife is just like a super ho- hardcore Dragon Quest player, and you know, we were, me and Matt were talking earlier, and his, yeah, talking about his wife playing games and stuff like that. She's pretty crazy about that stuff too, so. But um, yeah, so here it is, wada wada, they... <laughs> and one of the videos where they're kind of talking about the Wada Wada Plaza, uh, they, in Nintendo of America at least, they decided to kind of say like, well, we've decided to keep this name. Well, the, well that was Bill Trinan. Right? Yes, Bill Trinan. Bill Trinan, Bill, Bill Trinan said, um, so, before, so we heard you like the name. So yeah, we decided to keep it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then... It's like, okay, <laughs> sure. Like, I don't know if anybody said that, but that's okay. <laughs> but... I think, I think many people said on Twitter, it's fun to say Wara Wara. Wara Wara, yeah. Uh, that's how it is. Actually, you know, Wada Wada, it's like Wara the name Wara. of this, like, 
izakaya that I go to in my town. It's like a Japanese style bar. <laughs> get like good beer, <laughs> you know, just get beer. And uh, they have this really interesting pizza there called Pizza of Square. <laughs> and it's a square pizza and it's tiny and it's delicious. But I'm kind of disappointed that this izakaya doesn't live inside of my Wii U. I was a little confused. But um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, Minoru, you are part of this conversation, and, you know, Wada Wada, honestly, I never heard this ever before until I heard, you know, Wada Wada Plaza and whenever they talked about this back at E3 and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah, first of all, uh, note that Wada Wada is not a youth slang. Uh, it's a regular Japanese word, mm-hmm. and you can find it in many ordinary dictionary. Mm-hmm. Dictionaries and you know, like wara wara, doki doki, baku 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 baku, waku waku, and the Japanese language has a wide variety of words that iconically describe sounds, shapes, manners, atmosphere, and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy for native speakers uh, like me to know instinctively what they mean, but uh, it isn't for non-native speakers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so sometimes they may make local localization of Japanese games and other media more difficult. Uh, for example, you know, X Troopers, uh, which Capcom seems to have no plan to localize, contains a hell of a lot of those, these words. Yeah, they are not only in text but also in graphics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you always see them popped out from mm-hmm. the screen when you shoot enemies. For example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you want to localize extroopers, I guess you gotta make their English and other uh, five language counterparts with polygon models, which <laughs> costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just playing just what little bit of extroopers that I did, I was just like thinking about it, I was like, my god, they'd have to really change a lot of this stuff just to, you know, localize it. I mean, obviously, I guess they could just replace all the Japanese, like, text with English and just, you know, keep it with the Japanese, like, language and just leave those little sound effects and stuff like that in Japanese, like, you know, the text stuff. But, I mean, um, it's just, I don't know. It's hard. Earlier in a segment, for you guys listening to the show, you'll hear Matt and I were kind of talking about, you know, the, the possibilities of Bravely Default coming to the West and how, basically, the development team had initially said, like, we're making this game for Japan and we're not going to worry about trying to make this friendly for translation or anything like that because we just want to make a really, really good Japanese RPG. And I don't know if exactly it's the same case for X Troopers, but, um, yeah, I mean, tr- localizing is stuff that takes a lot of money. I mean, not just, obviously, the text and stuff like that, but, I mean, uh, voice acting and maybe changing different assets, especially in the case of X Troopers, and it just get expensive. But it's... The, f- the things with Capcom, they don't have to worry about necessarily if... Um, Translation will be done wrong or correctly because there's many ways they can go about mm-hmm. it. the The reason why they are still thinking about it is if the, is the game going to sell exactly, exactly. Because I mean that, that's that's what it boils down to. It's like why put in all this effort if you're not going to get really a good return on it. And in my personal opinion, and this is my just my opinion and nothing else, I think the game would sell in the West. Hmm. Because it's it, it's it's the sort of game, it's like Lost Planet, but a little bit more fast-paced. Many people like Lost Planet, and it sold pretty damn well in the Western audience. So, at least on the PlayStation 3, I think it will sell really well. I'm not sure about the 3DS one, yeah. 
I can't tell that for sure, mm-hmm. but I would say would say I think it would sell pretty darn well on PlayStation. I totally agree with you with that. I mean, this this is a kind of game that I think Western gamers that have like a home console would really like. In terms of people that own 3DSs, I don't know about that. I I, I, I guess they could get into it, and it's only it's a pretty extra deal if they can get it to the 3DS because the same assets are in place, so it's nothing extra. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something they have to decide on our own, I suppose. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I thought that was interesting that, you know, James was saying that his wife didn't even know what he was talking about when he talked about Wada Wada, I guess. I don't know. I, I didn't know either, but I'm not Japanese. So, um, so I guess, you know, one kind of question out of this that, uh, James kind of had, maybe, uh, maybe this is something Minoru can help address too, um. Are there any English words that you often hear, like, Japanese gamers use, or often hear maybe Japanese games? I mean, aside from maybe stuff on menus, like options or something, you know, but uh, can you think of anything like that, or is it not at all? Uh, you know, uh, the Japanese language borrowed millions of English words. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, one day I bought a suit. Uh, it has a tag that describes the suit in a few sentences, mm-hmm. and I was surprised that that literally every single word, except for grammatical ones, was long words, <laughs> mainly from English. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of the field of video games, uh, there are quite a bunch of English words. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, uh, the names of uh, game genres mostly <clears throat> comes from English, such as mm-hmm. RPG, action game, puzzle game, sports game, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm, but uh, they are often slightly different from English. For example, mm, strategy games are called simulation games in Japan, mm-hmm. and Japanese gamers don't call games like Super Mario or Sonic the Hedgehog platformers. They are just a subtype of action game, or sometimes they are called jump action game. Mm-hmm. So there are a bunch of English words used among Japanese gamers. <laughs> Interesting. I hear enough Japanese gamers when I play against them in fight games since GG. <laughs> GG? <laughs> yeah. I have a game. good one. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was down at uh, a tournament in Tokyo, as I am uh, known to go to. And, Swag. Uh, the, ma- the main game <laughs> was Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Did you get it in? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. Go ahead. Um... And, all right, uh, there's a, a term in America when you uh, uh, you hit uh, your opponent and a character he's assisting with at the same time. It's customary mm-hmm. to shout, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. The, the, really? <laughs> yeah, there's a whole story behind that. And, okay. <laughs> uh, I, and now, yeah. like, uh, some of the Japanese tournament players totally say, happy birthday, like... The the English words "happy birthday" mm-hmm. when uh, somebody loses but, two of their but, characters. Uh, but some of those Japanese folk are are certainly also going to like Evo or stuff if they're reading. Yeah, right. Yeah, certainly. So I think, guess they picked up. I guess they would pick those up. Probably, there, I suppose. Like um, yeah. The I would say like the competitive scene and the community behind that game is very American centric, mm. as opposed to pretty much every other fighting game. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I'm it ha, America has a little more influence there, I would say. It's just a inter, interesting to hear it. I thought. 
Shine get. Cool. <laughs> Shine get. You know what? I was so disappointed whenever... Okay, I played... Super Mario Sunshine demo at Walmart, like before it came out, and they, in the demo it said Shine Get, and I was so happy because I was thinking, oh my God, they really are going to leave it in the final game. No, they didn't. It's one of the worst days of my life. I feel <laughs> not, you, man. Not, not, not really, but <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> you can you can you can ask a modder to put it in. For I you. guess I could. <laughs> uh, so that was also an interesting story. Somebody um, recently. Changed Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker for his daughter to say it plays from instead of a boy, it would be a girl. Hmm. Like that, that the girl would be a would be the hero instead of uh, like a boy, which was very very heartening and sweet. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. All right, so I think that's gonna do it here for Life in Japan. Um, next. Well, yeah, we don't have much to say about this. <laughs> yeah, issue. really, not much to say. I think I I only I can say about Warrior Warrior using for like. Uh, for using the Wii U stuff, I I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of indifferent. I, I, I don't know. I, I like mm-hmm. it, but I don't know about the rest of them. <laughs> Maybe they're indifferent and don't care, <laughs> like me. I, I think I think if, if somebody would make a buzz about it, it would be more America than Europe. Yeah. Because they would easily accept it's a cultural thing. Well, next month I have an idea. I'm not going to say what yet for Life in Japan. It might be something kind of lengthy. And I'm hoping to get Matt on board, James here too. And maybe Ty, I'm going to have you come too. Okay. Um, about something kind of interesting and maybe something to help encourage you listeners out there about something. Just to kind of give you a cryptic message. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just kind of just be sure to tune in next month for that, and you know we'll see how that goes. But for now, we're gonna go ahead and go on to listener mail. All right, and we're back for listener mail. If you have any questions that you want to ask us here, uh, you can go ahead and email us at famicast at nintendoworldreport.com, or you can go ahead and drop by our forum thread uh, and in t- forum thread titled Questions for the NWR Japan Crew. And if you haven't joined the forums, you should. Uh, Ty uh, it, there, his name is Super. Uh, it's S-U-P-E-R. And I think he is Super there <laughs> or something it's so, true he is super yes super, super cat man. drugs super cat drugs all day long every day ah uh, superman is way better <laughs> but uh yeah th- this email actually comes from anger from the forums and ty's gonna go ahead and read this for us all right <clears throat> i have another question for the fami crew earlier this year when okami zeki bon a.k.a. Okami HD was announced, Capcom said they would bring the retail version only to Japan due to the, quote, fact that Japanese people prefer retail games over downloadable games, as opposed to America and Europe, where downloads are, at least according to them, more popular. Thus, I'd like to ask whether this statement is true, and if it is, I'd like to know why. Cool. And actually, I think we did cover this a little bit on the live show, but I wanted to get your guys' impressions about this, too. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier in this episode, where 
<laughs> I guess in regards to if Resident Evil Revelations ever does come out for you know a home console, that in Japan I think it would be a better idea just to have some kind of a a disc based version, uh, because uh, I don't know people just don't download games here, and it's I don't know why exactly. Um, Minoru, do you have any theories? Mm, I don't know how popular game downloading is in the West, so I cannot make a comparison. But I guess um, these days it's increasingly popular in Japan too. Mm -hmm. um, for example, Animal Crossing The New Leaf uh, sold about 600,000 physical copies in the first week, and mm -hmm. in the same week it sold 200,000 digital copies. And according to a website, about 120,000 of them were via download cards. So um, uh, they bought a plastic card in a retail store. Mm -hmm. I guess download cards are um, like this, um, are playing an important role in the transition from physical copies to digital copies. Yeah, I definitely agree. And then, too, it's a way to keep the retailer kind of still involved, make them, I guess, feel still like they're still part of the uh, part of the whole process, even though that inevitably, uh, you know, it, it, things are going to go digital. But I don't think it's going to be like, you know, this generation, two years, bro, everything's going to be available in the eShop and, you know, no more digital, no more retail, regular, you know, regular copies. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, even with movies and stuff, too, I mean, you know, People still buy Blu-rays and DVDs and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> and at least in America, I know, there's still a pretty strong uh, market for digital releases. But, I mean, on the same hand, there's still a really strong market for DVDs and Blu-rays and physical media. It just doesn't seem like something that's going away. And Japan, at least from what I can tell, it just seems like, I mean, there's, well, there's really not a lot of options for like digital content sometimes with games it's it's getting bigger and bigger but i mean compared to like you know america and europe it's just mm, just kind of just pales in comparison i don't know don ty do you guys have any like anything to add to this or oh yeah i have a lot to say <laughs> um, and, uh, I, I i too um in comparison to uh how your how you how europe is handled it really depends per country and not really specific to region. Uh -huh. um terms of where I come from, Netherlands, there is almost no market for digital downloads. Hmm. Most of the people want to, have, want to have it physical. Huh. And the only people who really want to have it digital are people who download music because it's cheap through the App Store. Mm -hmm. Or people on PlayStation or on Xbox because they really like to have those games cheaper. And sometimes they are digital. If they're not, they're just going to buy the retail <laughs> disc. <clears throat> but... Um, it's. I'm not sure if if Europe prefers to have a download. It's it's more preferring what is cheaper for them and how they can get it the best way possible. Mm -hmm. And if that's through a digital download, then sure, most people will buy the digital download because that's your only option. <laughs> and with I think the best experiment was with um, uh, Metacritic Solid HD, mm -hmm. where they released both both a digital and on a disc. And I have the idea it went really 50-50, so there was no overwhelming party. Hmm. Interesting. But most people, I think more people went with the physical copy because in the end it was a little cheaper than the digital version. Mm -hmm. Cool. Ty, what do you have to add, man? Well, real quick, uh, retail games are 
pretty much never going to go away just because uh, so much of the market is uh, gift giving, especially the parents and grandparents. Hmm. Like, you know, that I don't think that segment of the market is going to go away, at least not in the next couple decades. But hmm. um, about Japan and downloadable games, I have a hunch, maybe uh, Minoru can uh, tell me what he thinks. Like, uh, I feel like Japan being a very cash-based society, people don't really have, like, yeah, credit and debit exactly. cards like everybody, right. like everybody does in America. Yeah, it, yeah it's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, if I wanted to buy some digital stuff on Xbox Live in Japan, I would probably, you know, have to go buy a card or something. Like, my bank doesn't have a, a debit card exactly like... America does. I can't really make purchases with it. It's just like a mm -hmm. cash card. I can use at ATMs. Yeah, exactly. And then like, if you want to have something that you can use on websites, it's just a credit card. Like I know a, the, one of the banks that I use, it's like I, I was asking about it and they were like, no, but you can do this credit card. And I was like, no, I just want, <laughs> you know, to just debit out of my account. I mean, I've kind of given up on that That's... idea, <laughs> but... That is interesting in comparison to America because cash cards are here the norm here. <laughs> Nobody else wants to really use a credit card. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Go ahead, Ty. I don't want to, like, you know, steal your thunder. Yeah, definitely. Though. Well, I mean, that was about it, really. I don't feel like uh, people here in Japan tend to favor debit and credit cards for, you know, much anything. There is, just isn't that kind of penetration the way there is in the U.S. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I have another anecdote. I bought okay. a used copy of uh, a game on Xbox that had a, uh, you know, one of those uh, uh, bits of DLC, a DLC code you get for buying the game new. It was mm -hmm. used, but like mm -hmm. the card was still in there and it hadn't been used. So some Japanese person <laughs> was afraid of using the internet, and yeah. <laughs> and I got, I got, I got my extra character in Soul Calibur Five. <laughs> nice yeah nice like i don't you know speaking of i guess fear of the internet I, you know we had kind of talked about this a couple of months back too and um i don't know like i even have a friend she has a 3ds and i was well i was telling asking her if she played it she's like no i really don't like the 3d and stuff like that and i was like oh, okay that sucks well how about street pass she's like yeah i didn't turn that on i don't want to share my information with anybody and i just told her i was like what do you have to share through street pass that can be just that is going to, like, compromise you. <laughs> I mean, there's, like, nothing, right? And I don't know. It's like, Maybe there's, like, this mindset around here. Um, not, I don't know. It's just, yeah. hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Minoru? Am, am I out of line here? Are you going to slap me back into place? Mm, yeah, uh, and, uh, and I, I think you are right. Yeah, Japanese people uh, hate um, to be um, compromised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, I mean, yeah, like I said, with 3DS, there's really nothing you could share aside from a picture of a digital version of you, which doesn't have to look like you. I've had people that look like horses and cockroaches come <laughs> to my 3DS, and I i hope that's not what they really look like, because that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, terrifying. terrifying. I'm pretty sure I would have noticed them on the train, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh... But, um... Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know. I, I get the feeling that um that maybe digital content is growing but it is not as fast as we might hope. Yeah. 
Exactly. And, I, you know, you got tons of people out there saying stuff like, it's just going to overtake, you know, the physical media. And I, like Ty said, it's just... Nah, it, it's, it's not. Yeah, there's just too... Worldwide, there's just too many different kinds of people that want this or that, so I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Hey, and how Ty also said, it will destroy the late adopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No sales on that stuff. but <laughs> Typically not, unless you're on Steam. But hey, that's completely different than a Nintendo-based platform with online stuff. But Cool. Well, I think that's going to go ahead and wrap up listener mail again. If you want to email us, please do that, and you know we can maybe even talk, read your email or comment from the forums on the air. So, and with that, we're going to go ahead, after this next musical break, we're going to go ahead and give out our Twitter, hand, Twitter handles and wrap up the show. Alright, and like I said, we're going to be kind of wrapping up the show right here, but before we go, we're going to go ahead and give you our Twitter handles. Uh, I'll go ahead and start out. I'm at DannyBiv, and that's D as in dog, A-N-N-Y, Biv, B-I-V as in Victor. My last interesting tweet, um, James Charlton and uh, Matt Walker, who you heard earlier too, they were having a, well, Matt was asking about basically if there's a way that he can... Uh, if somebody could buy him a Japanese Nintendo eShop card from America, and I just, you know, directed him to search for, you know, basically Nintendo prepaid cards on Amazon, and as long as you have some kind of a credit card or some kind of a way to pay money in Japan, then yeah, that's definitely something that you can do. So I hope he saw that. Well, I know, I know a site where you can get him as a, as a, as a, as a card, oh, yeah. so I that to Okay. Yeah. But either way, it's it's not impossible if you want to gift one of your friends yeah, with a Japanese uh, <laughs> console some points. It, it's pretty mundane to do because they're not easy. Yeah, to and even, man, on Amazon, it was ridiculous. Like, the 3,000-point cards, that was 3,000 yen. But, like, the other ones were, like, significantly more. The 5,000 one was, like, 5,800. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. But, um... Okay, next, uh, Don... Okay, my Twitter handle is Nintendo, that's N-I-N-T-E-N-D-A-N. Uh, my last interesting tweet was, The ground is set and I have to start debating with myself. Favorite, my favorite tweet yesterday is filled with Fire Emblem, Animal Crossing, and EX Troopers. All three games are brilliant in their own right, and choosing one will be rough. Great value for hmm. money. <laughs> Indeed. Cool. All right, well, uh, Minoru, you're next. Okay, my Twitter account is at nwr underscore Minoru. And my mm, recent tweet is, Wow, I appreciated again how onomatopoeia and similar words are difficult to non-native speakers. <laughs> Extroopers is impossible to localize. <laughs> yeah, like I said. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Cool, and Ty, how about you, man? Ah, uh, yes, my Twitter handle is supercatdrugs. Drugs. No underscores or anything weird like that. <laughs> and my latest tweet is... Ahem. I am so high right now. <laughs> I got a spam mail about not being protected by Norton. Then oh. I was stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys didn't Are... hear, the guy that founded Norton is on the run because he's wanted to be talked to about a murder 
what? Yeah, <laughs> look it up. Wow, I guess he's not protecting wow. anybody anymore. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> how ironic. <laughs> it's like the guy that wrote that, that Linux can, kernel and yeah. then he killed his wife. God. <laughs> well, I can always ask Clippy to help me out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Clippy. <laughs> There's so many jokes to make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks like you're trying to ruin your life. Do you want some help? <laughs> and Matt is at Gypsy Otoko. So be sure to follow us on Twitter if you want to hear more about that. And if you don't, I don't care. Join us and follow us anyways because we need more internet swagger to get more popular. I don't. Stuff. I have enough. Hey, uh, I'm Ty has that. enough. I need more. I know that. I, I am, I'm, I'm over 1,500 followers. I'm over 1,501 followers. So I have all of them. Oh I, God, we lose. <laughs> I have I have more followers than you. J- just maybe by one or two, but that's okay. Over five, <laughs> if you have one thousand over five hundred forty, something okay. like that. Cheers. But uh, but who cares about internet celebrity fame? I don't. Me and Ty do. <laughs> okay, this is going to be the biggest thing. Yes, race. exactly. You got it. Let me All tell right, you well, about my achievement points. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I think we're going to go ahead and end the show here. On that bombshell! Be sure to join us in the talkback thread uh, so you can discuss the episode, ask questions, point out things we might have missed, maybe some mistakes, something like that. Be sure to tell us. Um, And also, you'll be able to see the correct answers for the uh, pseudo-music quiz that we kind of been doing in between each of the segments. Um, You can also email us at famicast at nintendoworldreport.com if you have any questions or comments on the episode. Um, Yeah, and also be sure to go ahead and listen to Radio Free Nintendo. You probably are if you're listening to this. Uh, Also, be sure to check out Connectivity and uh, Radio Trivia. Um, Really good podcast on nintendoworldreport.com. You guys shouldn't miss them. So, yeah, that's it for now, and we'll see you guys next month. So, bye-bye. See you. Peace out. Bye. Keep it real. See you next month. Family, same family program, same family channel. Get it in! Boom shakalaka! From downtown, he's on fire. Boom goes the dynamite.